1: Welcome to Board with Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and thrilled to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I am one of your hosts, Kyle Hyman, and joining me on this co-op adventure, a Larkana pro in the making, Josh Borboni, how are you doing this evening?
2: I am doing great, thank you for asking, and how are you?
1: You know what? I am hanging in there. I am sure we will find out much more as we go through the evening, <laughs> as we go through life updates, all of those amazing things, because Josh, it's been quite a while since we podcast. Last month, we were a little earlier than usual, and this month, we're a little later than usual, so everything's just kind of askew, if you would. Yeah. So, speaking of which, Josh, how is everything going since we last spoke? <laughs> uh, I think
2: fine, I guess. Uh Uh. How do I update this? Let's see. Uh, I'm I'm sleeping again.
1: That's good. Sleep's important.
2: That's new. That's that's like a week old. Uh, So that's good. Sleeping again. Ow! Cat's biting me still. (laughs) So that
1: hasn't changed. That's still happening. Nice. Good to know.
2: Uh, (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Uh, Work's getting worse. Uh, Worse
1: as in less enjoyable or worse as in busier but like it's still you know just work
2: They they let a bunch of people go and they're not hiring cool. uh So it's, it seems like bad news probably coming uh in the pipeline but who knows uh <laughs> you know so maybe
1: they are just you know making you guys leaner so you can more be more strategic with your development of your games i mean sorry we're looking forward to a story sorry (laughs) do you think that's what's happening just making a little leaner more nimble if
2: you would uh no i don't think that's what's happening (laughs) but that's okay uh it is you know it was a decision i made to leave where i was i'm still happier i'm not where i was before we'll talk if i don't have a job in like three months then we'll talk about how (laughs) happy i am um yeah, and then I got we got um a new kitchen table slash island, we got new couches, we got a new rug. Uh kind of just updated the house a little bit. Feels real nice. So awesome. that's been a nice little boost. Uh again, talk to me in three months and see if I regret <laughs> that. Uh but for now, it's good. It's good. How about talk you? To- well, Josh, I just
1: need to—I I need to check in because we talked about this very briefly beforehand. Oh. Um, you know, last week in this country was like—you know—for the most part, a pretty oh, significant yeah, yeah, yeah. heat wave in most areas of the country. Sure. What was last week? Like, last week like for you, temperature-wise, like humidity-wise? Did you guys do okay? Was it super hot? What was it all like for you?
2: We were fine. Uh, I would say we didn't really—we didn't really have any humid days until about yesterday okay two, two days ago um i don't think we cracked 95 so oh. you know we were pretty pretty comfy pretty good weather we had some storms come in and out but uh other than that oh there was some tornadoes here no big deal in massachusetts tornadoes yeah totally normal yeah it's like totally uh, typical for you all right <laughs> yeah yeah a couple tornadoes nearby no biggie <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we haven't been hit by that heat wave that a lot of people got, which is nice.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, uh, we did get hit by that heat wave. It was last week on like Wednesday and Thursday. It was like 103 or 105, Ooh, but it felt hot. like 118 <laughs> or Oof. so, Um, which maybe for parts of the country. That's like a typical Normal. summer for us. That is not <laughs> like it gets hot, but it doesn't get that hot. Right uh so that was pretty unbearable uh for a few days there really, really the entire week last week was was very very warm upper 90s to low 100s for temperature uh and you know conveniently also the first week of school last week for us oh jeez. for basically everyone in the state it was the first week of school last week so that's always good right like you know send yeah. everyone back to school whether it be <laughs> elementary middle school high school college whatever it might be
0: yeah
1: um and then you know make it over 100 out that seems great so,
2: yeah. that's terrible <laughs>
1: yeah it wasn't amazing uh not my college that i work at but one of the other colleges in the state uh their um electrical system started on fire like so they had to send everyone home i'm <laughs> um, like because they were trying to like couldn't keep up with the electrical demands and trying to keep everything cool so they're uh they had a pretty big fire and had to send people home and Yikes. do classes remotely and yeah so it's kind of sucked last week but today as i was it's beautiful it's 74 out right now like bait really low humidity is absolutely gorgeous today um and it looks like at least for the next few at least for the next week or so it's going to continue to be this way so i'll take that for sure good but yeah otherwise life here not that uh exciting life uh, things are pretty boring uh finished the class got like two weeks off started two new classes and that's about it like nothing else really <laughs> has happened uh same old same olds going on here um yeah nothing really all that exciting though uh in two weeks from today two weeks from today we fly out to florida so oh nice disney trip for 2023 so nice. yeah cool. we'll knock on woods, no hurricanes this time we'll see what happens but yeah yeah
2: Still hurricane season, so it's Still, a hard time to choose to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, last time there was hurricanes, so, you know, we got some of our days back. So now we're using those days, plus, you know, a few more, and uh now we're just going to hope for no hurricanes. But maybe if there is hurricanes again, this could just be like our perpetual reason to, to always go every September. Go yeah, we just keep getting these dates we have to use again yeah. within a year. Um. So, yeah, we'll see. It is kind of funny, because basically you know paying for a trip a year and a half or 2 years ago almost has paid for like half of the trip going like yeah. this time so <laughs> i guess if we can just keep that you know ball rolling down the hill uh doesn't seem too bad i guess in the end but hopefully that'll be good um so looking forward to that uh but other than that not a whole lot else going on um pretty low key end of the summer uh we had a retreat at work the other day and i was talking to a whole bunch of our faculty and it's just really funny because they were like hey how was your, what'd you do this summer? Did you enjoy your summer? And I was like, i, I worked all summer. I
2: hate when they ask that.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I worked all summer, dude. Like, <laughs> so I know you didn't, but I did. I had I was here right. every
2: day. Some people have to work during the summer. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah. But anyway. So, hey, with that, you know what? I'm sure the listeners, though they are wonderful, are like, let's get on to the game. So let's get on to the game. So thanks so much for joining us this week, everyone, or month, I guess. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, hit us up at board Fiji on Twitter, X, whatever the world is called now, or check out the awesome stuff we'll be posting over on ins- Instagram, which is also born with VG. We're proud to be part of the Place some Video Games podcast family and we encourage you to check out all of the shows like the PSVG podcast the Nintendo Shack, PSXP, and maybe one day again the return of Dollar Cinema. You never know when a new show might pop up. So be sure to stay tuned to all of your favorite PSVG podcasts to stay up to date. We're also a member of the Dice Tower Podcast Network. So if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out the Dice Tower podcast archive, as well as all of the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. And actually, now that I think about that, Tom and Eric just started a new podcast. Really? In addition to the other one that they were doing that I can't remember the name of now, but maybe I'll have to add it to this. Anyway, with that out of the way, Josh, we have we both have quite the list of games that we've been mm. playing. Mm. What have you been playing, sir?
2: Oh, okay. Well, let's uh, do the... Normal ones still, look, oh, oh, my body's ready for sleep. It's nice. Uh, still playing Diablo 4. Um, still playing my seasonal character. It's funny because I, I could totally just go back and play my main character and continue the story. Uh, and I don't know why I'm not doing that, but I'm just <laughs> playing the seasonal character. I'll probably play him through till it ends, which I think is October 14th. Mm hmm. And then, and then when I do revisit Diablo again, I'll I'll go back to my main character. Uh, uh, since we last recorded, I have finished two games on the Steam Deck uh, exclusively, and that is Outer Worlds. I finally I finished Outer Worlds. I uh, really had a, uh, such a wonderful time playing that game. Um, and and Justice Two, I replayed. I've played it before when it came out. Um, but it was like five bucks for the Legendary Edition on Steam.
0: Oh goodness! And I was
2: like, every it's every character, yeah, in all the DLC for five bucks. I was like, oh, I would love to see how it runs on Steam Deck. It ran great. It was really fun to experience the story again. I I forgot how good the the voice acting and and the actual story is. Uh, so that was a lot of fun to participate in, and then playing, you know, with some of the DLC characters afterwards, messing around with the Ninja Turtles and Hellboy and all that stuff. Um. So that played great on Steam Deck. So we're very happy to have that.
1: Quick question for you. So obviously, you know, Nether Realm. We have Mortal Kombat One coming out here in, in just a little bit, just a yeah. few weeks, few like weeks, weeks when yeah. we record this. Uh, their previous game, Mortal Kombat Eleven. Yeah. And then the previous game to that, Injustice, Injustice Two. Two. Josh, there was no skip. There was no Injustice Three after Mortal Kombat Eleven. We went right back to Mortal Kombat One.
2: Yeah.
1: Would you have preferred? an injustice three or are you happy like or are you glad they're doing mortal Kombat one instead
2: i would have been happy with either to be honest um
1: if you had to pick one though
2: yeah i i don't i really like the direction mortal Kombat one is going now i would want to take that back knowing like right, knowing yeah. how much we know but i feel like to have put in injustice three to to kind of bridge the gap between would probably made more sense Mm-hmm because um, we just not not too long ago had it, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. So right. we had more Mortal Kombat content way more recent. Um, But maybe they're just trying to put some space in between the DC stuff so they can get bigger tie-ins or more characters. I'm not sure. Um, but I'll be happy when Injustice 3 comes out, but I'll just say I'm happy with uh, MK1 for now.
1: So to kind of go, you know, timeline perspective, right? Like Injustice was 2013. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 10X, whatever, was 2015. Injustice 2 was 2017. Mortal Kombat 11 was 2019. Now we're all the way to 2023 and we're yeah. getting Mortal Kombat 1. Do you think we're going to get in Injustice 3? And when do you think we're going to get it in
2: Injustice yeah, 3? Yeah. He made a, com- made, a, made a comment about, and I forget it now, so, I'm not going to try to quote it, but it was about the development cycle for Injustice 3. And they had decided to spend more time on Mortal Kombat 1 instead of Injustice 3. So, I know it is in the works. I would assume next year is when we'll get it. Oh, you think um, that? Because I think I, they've been I, working on it. I think they've been working on it.
1: Okay, man, that could be a heck of a two years for fighting games then with Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, this Tekken. year, Tekken, Injustice next year. Tekken plus next all year. all of like Tekken's the, January.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, plus all those other fighting games that we don't play, but but our are big in group PC, of people yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's great. Uh, I did also play Cat Quest on Steam Deck because I told Kyle I would play it. Um, that's all I'll say. It's fine. Oh no, that means you didn't it like it fi- at all. It's fine. I didn't. I I wasn't a big fan. Uh, I didn't feel like I was ever like doing anything. Like I know I was, but I never felt like I had that accomplishment. And then when I, and then it just throws something at you that you're just not even close to being able to do. And unless you're paying attention, like you're just trying to complete quests is essentially what you're doing. Walking around a map, completing quests, and sometimes going into dungeons, uh, Th- multiple times.
1: In the game Cat Quest, you are walking around completing quests. That yes. Exactly. Uh true.
2: but if you just follow the quest line, it will eventually kill you. Uh that is true. <laughs> you can't it's just...
1: actually not that long after the start where it's like, hey, go kill this big dragon. You're like, yeah, oh, I'm going yeah. your high enough level.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh it was fine. Like I don't I don't not I don't dislike it. I just don't like it. Mm. You know yeah. it's one of those games for me. Uh, but I'm happy that you like it, and I know other people like it, so good for you. Good for you people. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Speaking of games that people like a lot, Baldur's Gate 3. I'm playing it on Steam Deck. Yes, I'm sacrificing the visuals, stunning visuals to play on my Steam Deck.
1: I'm still just runs, thinking about how much.
2: still runs well.
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking about how much stuff is on that screen that you're playing on the Steam Deck. That's Not a lot of like... stuff.
2: It's actually pretty well maintained. Oh, that's good. It uses wheels instead of hotkey stuff, so it doesn't really take up a lot of... So you just hold in the left bumper and like your wheels come up. So select. maybe the
1: console versions will be okay.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, based off of how Steam Deck's playing, I feel like console versions will be fine. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. It is very in-depth, very long. Uh, you know, you're not just going to go complete a quest and then just jump to another one. It's like hours in one quest line. Yeah. There's a lot of dialogue if you want it. Uh, I did choose to be able to speak to animals Mm. and it took me a little while to figure out if I cast my spell to understand animals while I'm just kind of walking around, not in combat or anything. If I cast that spell, I can go up and have conversations with animals that are around. Uh, I I talked to a red squirrel, uh, and then I killed him. Is this one you kicked? Yeah, and then I reloaded my save because I felt terrible. Uh, But really, I just wanted to pass those checks, and I passed the first check, but still failed the second check. So Uh, they do make it hard. Uh, I did have a couple of checks where it was, you had to roll a 20 to pass the check. So Mm -hmm. I was like, well, then I'm clearly never passing this check. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I like the dialogue. I like the character interactions. I like they have, um, when you take long rests, you can go back to camp. And when you're in camp, you can converse with your party and have more dialogue inside stuff go on. Uh, just a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm going to be playing it forever though apparently
1: yeah seems like it
2: uh atlas fallen this is a game that kyle got for us it was between this and dead island 2 mm-hmm. uh, i'll be curious where you if you think you made the right decision uh i'll <laughs> Do say you this. think i
1: made the right decision
2: well this is what i'll say about Atlas Fallen. uh it starts rough it is a rough start it yeah. doesn't look good uh it's, it is a clunky mess in my opinion and the voice acting is terrible, um, <laughs> but if you stick with it and you get to the more open world aspect of the game, uh, it's still all a little bit of all those things, but it's better. Um, mm-hmm. The movement's better, the exploration's better, the combat can can get better mm-hmm. uh, if you like that kind of combat. So you got to think like Dark Siders. Devil May Cry, but closer to Darksiders. Yeah. Um, uh, It's okay. I'm still playing it, but I mean, there's a lot of games coming out soon, man. (laughs) So I don't know how long this one's going to be hanging on for. Um, Speaking of games, Kyle bought uh, Armored Core 6. Now, Kyle sent me a message letting me know that he got this game, and my response back was a couple of gifts and then i was like isn't this like a dark like a souls game and then i was like oh, yeah but i heard it's like fast frenetic combat and and i was like cool cool i'm gonna check this out so I, st- I play i started playing it um i uh i <laughs> fought this boss like three times that's going to be my like, question for you. Oh boy, the I cannot beat this boss already. I was like, you know what? I'll come back to this. Turn the game off. Didn't realize it doesn't save. Uh, so I didn't save it. And I went and I was like, all right, I'm going to watch one of my streamers. I'm going to watch Bruce Green play some Armored Core 6 and see how he does and get some tips on how to beat this boss. So I did. I watched him play. It's like, okay, I got it. Went back, started from the beginning again because they had no save, and I <laughs> uh, think three or four attempts in, I got him. I finally beat him. Nice. So, and then I got to a save point. So now the game is saved. I have I have customized my armored core units. I got my call sign. Um, I'll say this: the game looks gorgeous, mm-hmm. especially in the cutscenes. Yeah, the audio is great. Uh, I say it, it looks great in the cutscenes, especially because you, when you start, you're in a, you're kind of just like in a gray and blue plane of existence. I wouldn't say anything is like visually stunning right away, right? Um, but you can tell that there's a lot going on mm-hmm. uh, under the hood. So um, I'm liking it so far. So I will keep playing on Six uh, now that until I get to the next boss that I can't beat, <laughs> and then we'll see. We'll see where we go from there. Um, that's everything, I think, video game wise. Uh I am also uh and have played now a couple times um Disney's Lorcana. Um I was able to grab some stuff for it. Not a lot, but I certainly paid like <laughs> I got a lot. Yeah. Um and I'm not going to gripe about it. I, that was a decision I made, and it has been done. Should I have waited till f- this Friday? Maybe, but then I wouldn't have been able to play it. That's true. Uh, and talk about it. And I'm not really going to talk too much about it, to be honest with you. Uh, it's kind of like Magic: The Gathering Light. Um, it is. It is, or just maybe card TCG Light. Mm-hmm. Um, the premise of the game is you have a deck. Uh, you can use in Magic. You have elements in the Arcana. You have inks. You have silver, blue, green, red, uh yellow, and blue. Uh, shoot, uh, and purple. Yellow and purple. Uh, you have items. You have actions, and you have songs. These are other things in the game. Um all those things play like you would think, except for songs. Songs are new. Obviously songs require costs to play and they're tip, they're basically like actions to, to a degree. Um, And if you have certain characters out on the field, uh, some songs will, you can play them for free if you have a character with enough uh, ink uh, or ink well on them. And usually like a song will be like, uh, draw two cards from your deck or draw two cards from your discard pile or you know heal every character for two. Uh, and so the way that the game works is you get a starting hand of seven cards and on your turn, not including the first turn, you don't draw cards on the first turn, but every subsequent turn, you will draw cards at the end of your turn. Uh, but you'll play an ink and then you can play a card. An ink is your mana cost, if you're thinking, like, magic. And you play your ink face down into your ink well. So when you play a card into your ink well, you do not get those cards back. So you're essentially sacrificing cards right away uh, to play. card to play. So you're calling calling to play. Uh, when you play a character or when you play a card, if you're playing a character, they have to dry before they can be played. So they have summonings like this. Uh, so they sit in your drying field. And then after your turn is over, on the start of your next turn, as you're ready in your ready phase, you will um, dry your cards. And you'll move them. Typically, you move them up to the front of the to the board to play. And then this is where you can do things with your characters. You can do two things. You can either quest or challenge. If you want to quest, uh, well, you tap your cards. You exhaust them uh, to quest, and that will give you lore. And the first person to 20 lore wins. Each character has a certain amount of lore on the bottom right-hand corner of their card, and that's how much they generate from successfully questing. Uh, All characters have attack and defense. They obviously vary based on the cost of the character and the character like that, uh, uh, they also have things where, um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to forget the name of it, but our oh, shift. So they have shift cards. So you can play, you can have like three different captain hooks in your hand mm-hmm. and they could be varying, uh, cost. And if a card has shift, it usually typically lets you play, uh, The same hero on top of that card for less ink, uh, which gives you the incentive to get that out sooner. Uh, It goes over the other card, but once either of those cards is gone, they both go. Um, And then comes into challenging. Challenging is essentially attacking your enemy. And when you challenge, you also exhaust your character, and that character will deal damage to a chosen character on the opposing side, but you will also take damage based off that character's attack as well. Uh, very standard card, TCG card gameplay. Even like Keyforge has this very like similar attacking. Um, There are cards uh, like Ambush or I'm Forgetting. The phrase I want to use may be frenzy, but like uh, Pascal from Tangled, you can't attack him unless you have his thing. I forget what it's called, but that you can only you quick
1: because if it remind me if I'm or correct me if I'm wrong here, because you can only attack cards that ha- are questing, right? Like they have to be exhausted for you to attack them.
2: Correct. I, I believe you're I think you're right. I think you can only you can only attack questing characters. Uh, I think you're right. I think we did look that up. Yeah. We I might believe- have we might have done that a couple times. Uh not realizing we did it wrong, but yeah. Uh I would say this. Um for my wife who's only ever played deck building games, mm-hmm. she picked up very quickly. She kicked my butt the first game. <laughs> we did identify that it is a deck balancing issue though. Um, or it's uh we aren't playing the other deck correctly mm. issue. Right. Um. So we the next time we played, we swapped starter decks, and same thing happened. The deck I had, where I got my butt kicked, she got her butt kicked. Gotcha. So then we decided um to build a deck together. So I showed her how to build a deck. We went through that, and I think we significantly fixed that deck for the way we play. Right. Um. And we'll build another deck too with the other starter deck until. The regular ones come out and I'll buy the third starter deck we don't have yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But so far, so good. Really happy with the game. We already got an enchanted card in our first few decks that we bought, or packs that we bought. Um, We're not going to sell it. I know that everyone's trying to sell Orkana cards right now. Uh, We're going to hold on to it. And it's in the deck. It's getting played. So it's only moderately sleeved. It's in a very small sleeve, so it's not going to be worth anything, which is fine. Um, But people are trying to sell for like 500 bucks right now. Dang. I'm like, hey, I'm just not going to put the time and energy into doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially Uh, that like, yeah,
1: (laughs) in like a week, not even like on Friday, you'll be able to get these at. on actually some Walmarts are already selling them early. I saw. Yeah. I Yeah.
2: I checked one of my local Walmarts to see. But yeah, Wasn't like you can are,
1: they'll be able to get packs for regular price, though. Apparently, they're not getting very many. Is the word on the
2: street? Sure, that's what I've heard. Yeah. So
1: cool. Uh, do you think you know in six months you're still gonna be playing Larkana?
2: I, you know, that's a good that's a good question. I I don't know. Um, I, it all depends on if my wife wants to keep playing. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I think what I would like to do is. I'm gonna get a box and get a and get some good set decks set up. And I think I would like to keep I have like the storage box and I would like to keep that close to an active area of the house. Yeah. Like the kitchen near the kitchen table or something that way. It's more in sight and maybe we'll be like, Oh, let's play a quick match or something. Because 'Cause they're right. not long either, which is nice. Um, and obviously, you can just change the amount of lower it takes to win if you want to play mm-hmm. a shorter game, or you can double it if you want to play a longer game. Yeah. Um, I think I would, uh, based off of how it's gone so far, I could see us playing it again more often. Six months is tough, but I, I would, I would say, I would say so.
1: Yeah, I do wonder what they're going to do for. Because I know they've talked about organized play a little bit, but I'm wondering if it's only going to be at least for a while pre-constructed decks or they are going to do like yeah. draft formats and things like that.
2: I'm going to have to ask you to look for some cards, some exclusive ones for me and Disney.
1: Oh, I'll see you. Yeah, I'm happy to take a look. I'll let you know.
2: <laughs> I like, Get um, me those promos while you're down there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I've often thought if I would ever get back into Magic that I think the only way I would is maybe playing Commander slash EDH or potentially building a cube and just doing cube draft
2: you don't want to get all these load of the rings ones and oh, i think those are awesome but i think the <laughs> pro
1: like I, I think i would much rather be very selective about yeah. um my entry into it and i think you like back in the day um between our play group we had a couple people who had cubes and it was fun right like there was one that was like a really like nice cube with like high quality cards with like the best stuff and then there was one that was a commons on commons cube yeah that you just you know sit down make fake packs pa- you know draft pass them around and, and you know play a night of of magic and it was it was a good time it was really fun because it was just not as stressful as high like cost of like oh i got to go in and pay my entry fee for my draft and then you know or if I'm going to participate in FNM, have make sure I have a reasonable deck to play with. Uh, it just was a time to sit down and play, just play the game. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think we'll. My partner's in on getting Larkana, but our FLGS is here, got some, but didn't get a ton. But luckily, we're not like they were just charging retail; they weren't charging really? anything extra. Yeah. Wow. Um, our. Both of our FLGSs here are pretty, one of them especially, is very, very um, customer friendly. Like, they never, like, even their board games are below retail price, or, yeah, below MSRP. Now, they're not as good of a deal as if you are going to buy them online, Yeah. um, but it is definitely, like, he gives, like, 10% off MSRP for, like, all of his board games. So, he has a much smaller offering of games, though, so I don't tend to go there just because there's fewer to get picked from. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. They both went through all their allotment very quickly. Sure. Though, so. Yeah. But cool. Anything else you've been playing then, sir?
2: I'm back in Pathfinder. I'm back at it. I had a couple of months off for life stuff. Um, but those guys don't listen to our podcast anymore, so I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> 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 it's nice to, it's to, nice to get. Up? It's nice to get back into it. Um, my character was dying. So I spent our whole last game just making, like just trying to get back off the ground. Uh, but it was nice to to be back in the group listening to what they're going through. So that was Excellent. fun.
0: Glad, yeah.
1: glad you're back in it.
2: Same. So,
1: all right. So for what I've been playing, I have quite the extensive list here of things. Most of them pretty quick things to cover though. Um. So last time we had podcast that i talked about how i was playing cat quest which then obviously encouraged josh to try cat quest and he tried cat quest and obviously does not like it as much as i like cat quest but i did finish and beat cat quest uh and then i continued to play it until i got the platinum trophy so platinum acquired cat quest done uh cat quest 2 is still installed but I, there's a very specific thing i'm waiting for to play um cat quest 2 and we'll talk about that a little bit later
2: cat controller
1: a cat controller. <laughs> That's right. Um <laughs> uh, so cat quest too. I like I said, cat quest, I really enjoyed it, obviously more than Josh did. Thought it was a fun, awesome, like just a a fun little game to run around, do some stuff in. I cannot say that I was completely like reading every piece of dialogue that happened in the game. You know, I was <laughs> I was going through pretty quick there. Uh, but I had a fun time. So cat quest. Platinum trophy attained.
2: You know what else is fun to run around and just kind of like mindlessly play? Diablo 4. You should, oh, play. You should play. I that. should that's actually that's a good point. That's a good point. It's <laughs> not a cat quest. <laughs>
1: uh another game that I could not run run around in mindlessly and play, uh, and I know I've talked about this game a couple times before. Uh Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. So I went through. Uh my partner and I have been playing this game for a long time. We actually went back and looked, and the first trophy we earned in it. Was like December twenty sixth, I think twenty twenty (laughs) two. (laughs) Um, sorry, listeners. Josh is trying to fix his headset, and it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's amazing. (laughs) Sorry. Oh my gosh! Too bad we don't do this show live because that is so good. It looks great, Josh. Just go with it. It looks great. Um, but anyway, so lego star wars uh so we've been playing this game for a long time uh many many uh hours played but finally platinum trophy attained we got we the platinum, platinum that game we platinum that are you game kidding me? <laughs> the platinum trophy percent uh number so percent of players who have played the game who have the platinum trophy two percent
2: yeah 2%. that sounds about right you had to get everything
1: yeah you know how many uh kyber bricks are in this game josh
2: I can't even imagine. I'm just thinking about how many characters there are. There are like 380
1: characters. There's 380, <laughs> characters. There's 380 characters. There's
2: 1,200 Kyber Bricks. Oh, my goodness. That's like we got all every rither trophy.
1: <laughs> uh, Josh, guess how long this game took us? And it not, It's not like completely obscene, but it is a long time.
2: 80 hours?
1: That's exactly right. It <laughs> oh, took us 80 hours to get the crazy. Platinum Trophy.
2: That's insane. Yeah, that's too much time.
1: So, but hey, you know what? It was time spent together. It was a good time there overall. Go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And now that that is done, that means the next game we're going to play is Moving Out Two. So, oh jeez, that is downloaded and ready to go. We did get the platinum in Moving Out One. So we'll see if we can do it. In you two guys we'll
2: are, see. I, you guys are a strong couple. I, my <laughs> wife and I would not survive that game.
1: We also got the platinum. I think we got the platinums in, um, the Cooking One. Yeah, I think yeah. in One and Two. I can't I play think. that
2: with my wife either. We tried to play, uh. Snipper clippers together, we oh, yeah. Play that together, <laughs> yeah. I
1: think we got the platinum and overcooked one and two. I think, I think we did. Um, but yeah, so moving out to next on the docket, <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> as far as that goes. Uh, in addition, so one of the PlayStation Plus games for August was PGA Tour 2K23. Mm. Um, Back in the days when I was a young man, golf games were like some of my favorite games. It's actually yeah. very odd. There was a time in my life where the most common games I played were golf, Madden, and FIFA. Those sure. Were like the I only think things we I all played. went through that phase. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I've kind of dabbled in golf games here and there since then. Uh, but I was like, you know what? This is, you know, part of PS Plus. What the heck? We'll download it, we'll play it. Uh, I'm really enjoying myself. I'm having a great time playing PGA. Tour 2K23. Now, one thing I will say that's very annoying about this game is it is impossible to not have realistically multiple ads thrown at you during this game. Yeah. Every time you log in, add to buy something in the store. You go like then to your character, and if like you ever quit out of like your My Career, another ad to like buy something, like constant ads to buy things from the store. It is. And like even when you get your progress for like winning your, you know, playing your match and winning it or whatever. There's like a little indicator. It's like, hey, if you buy this thing, you'll get 20%. B-. And you're like, Come on. seriously, everything you do, they want you to buy something. Yeah. So other than that, the game is a ton of fun to play. But goodness gracious, is that annoying. It is everywhere and just really frustrating. That aside, having a good time with it.
2: Good. Nice.
1: So we'll see if I like, obviously, as we've talked about, there's a lot of games that are both currently happening going to be happening very soon um so we'll see how much i continue to play it but it's you know i i've really enjoyed my time with it thus far um i've made it to the pga tour with my career um so so far so good things are going okay there uh as josh mentioned you know i was debating i asked him one day i'm like okay you've talked about wanting to play atlas fallen i kind of have this hankering to play den island 2 which one do you want and josh is like well i don't really like that island so i was like fine atlas fallen it is <laughs> uh so i picked up atlas Fallen. Josh is right. It starts real rough. Uh, I was like, oh, boy, did I make a mistake? <laughs> like, what what happened? What happened here? And I, to be clear, I did not expect this game to, like, n- blow me away, right? Because right. I'm like, this is probably like a double-A game. It's not like your triple-A super polished. Like, yeah, I knew it's a, that. it's through.
2: like, is it Saber? It's either Saber or a Saber adjacent.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's something like so that. You know what like you're that. getting with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, you know, I think it's Focus Home Interactive. Is Focus, the that's, a, that's the other yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Saber yeah, so, or Focus. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's Focus Home Interactive. So I was like, okay, I, I've enjoyed some of their games, but they, they're they like good enough, but not great. And in a year that has had so many great games, mm. um, I think that was the first thing I, I felt when playing this. I was like, you know, this if this had been a different year or a different time, I might have been like, oh, okay, we'll kind of get through this. But I, I gave it more time than I anticipated, and Josh is 100% right. Once you get to it, once you get to the point in the game where things open up where you're you have your traversal to like kind of glide through the sand and all that it actually becomes kind of fun like getting around moving around the world the combat there's a, a little bit of a the windows for things are like or how long you're locked into animations for things is pretty long yeah um so that is the only thing I don't totally love I li- I wish it was just a bit quicker with the combat and a little closer to like a Devil may cry cuz right now those animation cycles are pretty long but overall it's it's kind of what you expect out of a double a like action open world game you're going around you're smacking stuff you're picking things up but the traversal movement in the world is pretty fun so kind of like Josh said like I'm going to continue to play this I think but I, it's right. just there's so many other great things out right now that this is just one of those things that there might be a time where suddenly I'm just in the mood to do this thing so i'm going to give it a shot and that's actually part of the reason i asked josh if you won one of these games is another game that i was playing it was like i'm just like try, i was trying to find something to play like i was <laughs> i was in, i'm still playing final fantasy 16 and enjoying it i'm still going through it but I, i'm really kind of like savoring that where i like i'll sit down i'll like do a mission and i'm like okay i'm good and then i move on to the next thing not because i don't want to keep playing it it's just that there's so many things out and so many things going on i just am like kind of in this like Buffet mood, where I want to just kind of sample all of this stuff sure. right now. um So one thing I had downloaded just because I've had owned it forever, but I never played it was Mafia Two. And I was like, I really, I played like a year or two ago. I played Mafia One, had never played it before. Really, kind of had a great time playing Mafia One. So I was like, hey, let's try Mafia Two. You know, got the remastered one, whatever. When they released that, it got on sale, super cheap, like five dollars or seven dollars one time. So I was finally like let's download it. I hear people supposedly like this game. Let's give it a shot. Josh, it's really amazing how far your video games have come. Because Mafia Two, what was like kind of like a AAA game back in the day, right? (laughs) Like, doesn't feel super great anymore. (laughs) Like, go and play this game; it's a little rough. Um, Just the, and I know it's remastered, so it's not going to be perfect. But like, even just like the audio mixing is really bad. Like. There'll be, like, music playing, but audio, but dialogue happening, but the music is so loud compared to the dialogue, yeah. you can barely hear it. Yeah. Um, and just the movement super, like, kind of stiff, and the shooting is horribly stiff. Um, but, you know, it's kind of got that, I don't know, certain thing that's just pulling me along. So I'm only, like, three or four chapters in. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to go back to it. It has the one thing that really annoys me, actually that naughty dog games often do is that they have reload on like R1 and which just really uh, bothers me for some reason. Yeah. Um but yeah, other than that it's it's fine. I definitely enjoyed Mafia 1 more at this point than I've enjoyed Mafia 2 for how far I am into it. Um but you know, we'll see with so many other things coming out, I don't know if I'll get back to it, but I haven't deleted it off my hard drive yet. It's yeah. Still there at least.
2: Did you ever play Mafia 2? No, I did not. I missed that. Okay. I missed that on the mafia games.
1: Yeah, and that was kind of like I was trying to kind of fill a hole with Mafia One. I was like, oh too, I'll play these because I, I played three, but I never played one or two. So I was just trying to fill that in. Because I always told myself too that I'm gonna go back in and fill in my Yakuza hole, but like
2: uh-huh. oof, your Yakuza hole. I don't hole, got that huh? many,
1: I don't got that many <laughs> hundreds of hours. Um uh and then Josh said, I, as Josh said, I did pick up uh Armor Core six Fires of Rubicon. What a cool name for a game. Uh, I had never played an armor Core game before. The only thing I really knew about Armored Core games is that when people played them back in the day, they like flipped their controllers backwards. Like that's the only thing I really know.
2: Uh, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, like the armor Core grip for controllers was like
2: really. I never flipped my controller around or
1: something. It was weird.
2: People
1: are weird. Well, I, the controls I think were weird, but <laughs> you had funky ways of holding things for sure. Armored Core. Just like you know, the claw grip came from uh, Monster Hunter. Like people had weird yeah, ways yeah, of yeah. playing things. But anyway uh but great reviews for this game i you know am really enjoying the action of final fantasy 16 i like third person action games and kind of everything i was hearing was like this is very much a third person action style game that mm-hmm. yeah it's got some challenges to it but it's not like souls hard is kind of what i was hearing so I was like hey we'll give it a shot you know overall I'm not a huge from fan it's not like i i don't like what they do i respect what they do but they've just really um gotten their hooks into me uh i'm really enjoying this i'm having a good time with it It, i think this is more of like what i would look for in a game that has challenge um it's something that is a little faster paced a little quicker um where you are kind of doing just these ridiculous things all the time you know i don't want to brag the tutorial boss i beat it on my second try no big deal Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm just really having a good time with it i do think that the fact that these are the missions overall are pretty short um and that you can go in do the mission um You know, finish it up go back do some upgrades if you want to jump in and do another mission or just call it good for the night you can kind of very buffet style like if you want to play for 15 minutes or five hours you're able to do anything in that and anything in between i also really appreciate the fact that though there is some challenge there like if you die like restart your checkpoint you have like all of your healing items back like you just restart and go like the the challenge comes from i think eventually yeah there is still some challenge to learn about how to do it but i it seems like the big challenge is like being able to S rank everything. Like that's yeah. really where the, the challenge comes from is how good of a score do you want to get? How much money do you want to earn? How much you want to be able to upgrade your stuff? Um, not just purely from like get good, um, but very much like, hey, yeah, here's some try try it again. You went, it didn't work, try it again, um, which is pretty nice. So really enjoying it. We'll keep playing it. I don't know if I'm gonna get beaten by the first, uh, but that was the goal. I don't know if that's gonna happen. Because you know, the first, then we have this other game we gotta try playing.
2: Are you excited for Starfield? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I am. I I am excited after Outer Worlds. Yeah. I'm excited for the possibility that I might like this game. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, no, it absolutely does. Because on paper, there's no way, there's no reason for me to expect to like this game. Right. Based off of my experience with Fallout and Elder Scrolls. however not not I should say Skyrim because I did used to play the older Elder Scrolls games and Morrowind games and I liked those and then I've been hearing this is closer to an Elder Scrolls style um I don't know if Todd Howard said that or something else I think it was else. Phil Spencer said you know, it was, was Oblivion, not Skyrim Uh yeah so that makes me more like excited I mean I got us the early access thing Yep so we could play early which you know gives me time to figure out is this going to be a big game for me, or am I just going to jump right into Mortal Kombat? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm I'm excited for the possibility that this is going to be just what I want, like another Mass Effect.
1: Like, what would this have to be for you to not just jump into Mortal Kombat? Like, I can't imagine what that game is.
2: To not oh well, something new to me. Like, if it's like if it gets its teeth into me right away, like the first Mass Effect did, like. I I'll, I'll give my time to that. Mortal Kombat's not going anywhere. Okay. I'm playing the campaign of Mortal Kombat. Like I'm not jumping online. Right. And I mean I'll play uh Mortal Kombat online, but I'm not trying to get out there and like dominate. Uh I'll play you online, but <laughs> I'm not going to go in and try to, <laughs> to do that. So like I'll I'll still get Mortal Kombat when it comes out, but um I'm in it for the campaign at this point and the DLC characters. And I know that the, you typically, even though when you, you could pre-order it now and get that DLC character pack, they're not going to be available right away. So, you know, I, I don't have to worry about building them up um, either. But uh, yeah, uh, all Starfield has to do is get my attention. And and it's the same thing. I can go play I uh, 30 minutes of Mortal Kombat and then go to Starfields uh so you know we'll see we'll see yeah i'm, I'm hoping it's good
1: i'm very interested to try starfield because as i have told people
2: for a long time
1: actually uh i have never really enjoyed a bethesda yeah proper same. game like same. skyrim oblivion the fallout games like i just have never had a i've just never been my thing um and it was kind of interesting because when as a you know primary playstation gamer when Xbox Bethesda, everyone was like, oh my gosh, I was like, ah, really not that big yeah, of a deal. Of like, I just really don't care that much. <laughs> yeah. I do love machine games. Like, I love their Wolfenstein games very, very much. Like, both those games to me were amazing. I still remember the feeling I got playing Wolfenstein 2 towards the end of that game and, like, how, like, into that game I was. So they definitely have, you know, studios on their umbrella that I really like. But, yeah, I just have never really enjoyed a Bethesda RPG before. I think Kevin Austin brought up, like, you know, in the discord saying like, well, it'll be like, why do people think this is going to be a different than what other Bethesda games? And I'm like, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I don't know that it's going to be, I feel like it's probably gonna have a, a lot of elements of different Bethesda games. Yeah. um, But maybe my chase, my tastes have changed, right? Maybe this is finally the one where that aligns with what my tastes are. We'll wait and see. Uh, maybe my tastes have changed enough. I'm, I'm very interested to find out.
2: So. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I just think of tears of the kingdom, right? Like yeah. I have no excuse to not try uh, a game again, because th- on Again, on paper, there's there was no reason for me to ever play Tears of the Kingdom mm-hmm. um, because of how much I do not like Breath of the Wild and probably still don't. Uh, I I think having played Tears of the Kingdom, I don't know that I could go back to not having the abilities I have in this one.
1: It does seem that actually the fact that you don't like Breath of the Wild makes you more likely to like Tears of the Kingdom because it seems like a lot of people... Really prefer Breath of the Wild still to Tears of the Kingdom. So
2: then, then, then that does make sense. Yeah. So
1: at least that is my gauge in reading things online. Well, then Not I that hope they...
2: all the Bethesda fans hate Starfield because that means <laughs> I'll like it. <laughs> that means that you'll <laughs> like
1: it. Yeah. Um, and then finally, just on the tabletop, uh, the one game that I played, <laughs> what
2: a Darwin's game. journey what actually game. wasn't it.
1: I was very bummed. Uh, it was Tokyo Highway. Yeah. So uh, I know Josh has talked or I think Josh has talked about Tokyo oh, Highway yeah. on this podcast before. Yeah. Um, dexterity game where you're just building some highways of you know oh, yeah,
2: and simple. <laughs>
1: it is right. Just um, so on your turn, you basically have uh what amounts to a popsicle stick and then some um uh, disks that you can use to build uh, towers. And you're connecting, building a highway of like okay, from going from the last one I built, the tower that ended there, you have to either build your next tower one higher or one lower than your previous tower and build the connect the road to it and anytime you go under one of your opponent's roads that has not got been gone under before or go over one of your opponent's roads that has never been gone over or like above before you get to put a car or two if you go over two um on it and the first person to get rid of all 10 of their cars wins i will say the first time i ever like saw or when i heard about tokyo highway i really didn't understand cuz i was like I didn't understand how you put cars out because I was like, well, why would people like build their things like in and out, in and out, in and out? (laughs) And even when somebody explains it to you, you're really like, I don't totally, totally get it. But once you play it, you're like, ow, this is why you have to like build like all over like and around each other because it doesn't, you know, because otherwise you're never going to do anything. Right. Um, Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. I don't know that this is a game that I'm going to uh actively be like i want to play tokyo highway tonight but maybe if we have just played like a really long grindy um euro game and we have want to play one more game to end the night on like i think i would sit down and play tokyo highway like it was a good time i enjoyed it it's not going to get like called from my collection it's definitely going to stick around because it is unique there are other dexterity games that exist but none of them are really like this like most dexterity games are like flicking things or pushing things or trying to stack things. And this is a little bit of an element of stacking, but it's much more like, how can you spatially figure out how to like, put these things all together um, in a way that allows you to go up above, below, um, and kind of all of that good stuff. So it was a good time. Um, I won 10 to nine, like it was very, very nice. close, Uh, but I, I really had a good time with it. Uh Again, not going to be like, you know, the primary game we play any night, uh, but definitely gonna be sticking in the cr- collection. So if that sounds interesting to you, if you want to have, you know, if you, using tweezers to play a game sounds like yeah. a good time, uh, maybe check out Tokyo Highway. Do you still enjoy it, Josh? Is it stay, stick around in your collection? Uh,
2: you know, I, I I think I really like it. I think it stays it stays around because of its uniqueness. Yeah, I would like I would like to play it more. Um, uh, I can't introduce it to the family though; it's too complex. Yeah. So it has to, be, it would have to be with like a group that was like, "Hey, we want to do dexterity games on our game night," and I'm like, "Great, I got all these ones. Let's ch- let's try one." Let's I play
1: hear you. Yeah, this is definitely not, a, I don't think, a super kid friendly game.
2: Oh no, definitely not. You it'd be a frustrating <laughs> game if you played try to play this with kids.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. All right. Well, hey, with that, let's kind of move on. And start talking about. What's been going on in the world of well, let's start with board games? And since last we recorded Gen Con happened, which means that the Dice Tower was there and they did they announced their Dice Tower Award winners for 2022. So, you know, gotta get people to play through all those 2022 games. Um, so the in at Gen Con 2023 during a live show, um the Dice Tower announced their award winners. So we'll kinda go through these. There are a decent number of them, but we can go rather quickly, I think. Yeah um so to start things off best welcoming game the winner was flamecraft any surprise there josh
2: actually yes okay what were I you thinking feel... that was gonna win i you know i mean obviously i've been hearing a lot about ready set bet but um i figured boop would win because of its popularity and its ease yeah. of learning versus like we have, we have boop which we've played, which we like. We also have Flamecraft. We haven't played it yet, but because it's a little kind of uh, overwhelming looking, um, just in the setup itself. So that, that might like that didn't come across to me as like the most welcoming. But again, we haven't played it, so that doesn't right. mean squat.
1: Yeah. Um, there is a. Have you, you seen the, the Halloween Kevin. version of Boop?
2: Yeah, my wife is tr- dying to get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, listener, if you want to get Boop, the Halloween themed one is called
2: Boop,
1: which is yes. pretty funny. <laughs> so yes, but best welcoming game was Flamecraft. I agree. I think that it wouldn't have actually for any of the games that were dominated. Acropolis, Boop, Ready, Set, Bet, Trekking Through History. None of those, uh, maybe Trekking Through History would have surprised me. Um, but Acropolis, Boop, or Ready, Set, Bet, I don't think any of those would have surprised me had they won. But also Flamecraft just really seems to have, especially for the hobby board gamers, uh, their ear, if you would, when it comes to here is a slightly more lighter weight game uh, that quote unquote gamers still really like playing. So. All right. Best expansion, then Uh, the winner was Doom Imperium Rise of Ix beating out, you know, another Doom Imperium. (laughs) expansion along with star wars auto rim unfinished business viticulture world cooperative and wingspan asia uh josh so any surprises with dune imperium rise of Ix winning no
2: nope, that seems to be the, the that seems to be the dune game so well uh, makes sense to me
1: yeah the only thing i thought might happen here is since there was two dune imperium expansions that they might split the vote but apparently rise of Ix is the the one people like so that's good uh, and why? Well, I don't know. Maybe for a couple of these, I guess there's a, some really good games nominated for all these. So, best party yeah. game then. The winner was Ready Set Bet. Yeah. Uh, beating out Blood on the Clock Tower, Feed the Kraken, Green Team Wins, and Phantom Inc. Thoughts on Ready Set Bet, Josh? I,
2: I'd be interested to play it. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I have like necessarily interest in the theme. Um, but, I'll, I'll play it if, it. if it's around, I'll play it. I I mean, I have Phantom Mink I think Phantom Mink is a fantastic game. So I, yeah. I would have picked Phantom Mink
1: Yeah. Uh, I kind of thought Green Team Wins might be able to steal it. People seem to really, really enjoy that game. Uh, Blood on the Clock Tower. Uh, people who like Blood on the Clock Tower love Blood on the Clock Tower. Uh, but I, I do think there's maybe enough people who are like, just because of that, are not super into it, uh, that that was going to be tough for them to get. Uh, best solo game was Return to Dark Tower, beating out Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, Frostpunk: The Board Game, Heat, Pedal to the Metal, and Wayfarers of the South Tigris. Josh, any thoughts on Return to Dark Tower taking I, home best solo game?
2: I wish I backed it. That's all my only thought. I wish I owned it. God, it's so
1: expensive it. now.
2: <laughs> oof. Oof,
1: oof, oof. Yeah, I kind of went through that too, but I just don't know that I'd ever really get it played. So, and you but know, you can play he, it solo. You can. You can clearly (laughs) play it solo. I don't even know if that would happen, because if I play a game by myself, I'm probably playing a video game. All right. Best two-player game, Splendor Duel, beating out Beer and Bread, Boop, Caesar, Caesar in 20 Minutes, and War of the Ring, the card game.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Seems like many people feel like this is the best version of Splendor, similar to Seven Wonders Duel being the best best version of Seven Wonders. Uh, Thoughts here, Josh, on Splendor Duel winning best two-player game
2: good for them i'm gonna have to get it now uh i was going back and forth on this but it seems like this is a a good one so we'll probably have to pick it up
1: same situation here uh the partner is actually not a huge f- fan of splendor doesn't oh, really okay. like it all that much all right. thinks it's a little too meh um so definitely maybe you know since this did so well maybe we can look at getting splendid splendid or splendor, splendor, splendor duel wow talking is hard tonight uh <laughs> However, I really do want to get beer and bread. Um, the Publishers listed here is D-Print Games, which is funny because on this box of what they show here Spiel. is Pegasus Spiel. Uh, But then I believe you can order it from Capstone in the U.S. So, Jeez. you know, it's fine. It's published. Uh, but yeah, it's- I do like Capstones or the games Capstone chooses to publish. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, seeing that's nominated, uh, but then also being up there, uh, maybe we'll have to take that out. Check that out uh best reprint winner went to cat in the box deluxe edition beating out castles of mad cake Ludwig, get on board libertalia and return to dark tower uh josh thoughts on cat in the box being the best reprint
2: it surprises me i have no it's not even on my radar i know i've seen it around i have no idea I, I know it says it's a trick-taking game but i have no idea about this game
1: yeah josh you want to know what's uh funny yeah i had no idea this was a reprint
2: oh i didn't know it was a reprint either.
1: I remember seeing it like when it got announced or when the nominees got announced, but I was like, I had no idea this was a reprint. So the other ones I know, knew, but I did not know that was this. So, uh, and my partner hates trick taking games, so that's never going to get purchased.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway,
1: best co op game winner was Return to Dark Tower, mm. beating out Korra Quest, Lions of Galzir, Nemesis Lockdown, and Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, is this just the same feeling, Josh? You wish you had backed it?
2: Yes. I'm also. Happy to report, I was able to get Star Wars The Clone Wars for 25 bucks on clearance at Target.
1: Dang, have you played it yet?
2: Night. What do you think?
1: No, no, okay, cool. <laughs> Moving on, best game from a small publisher. The winner, Flamecraft. Imagine that. Beating out Blood on the Clock Tower, Core Quest, Planet Unknown, and Three Sisters. Josh, when are you going to get Flamecraft to the table?
2: Uh, soon, soon.
1: So, so Multi award winning Flamecraft.
2: That'd be the next game we play, I think. Although I'm like, I got Forbidden Jungle. I kind of want to play that uh, also. And we could probably play that with my kid. So that might get to the table first. Gotcha. But with my wife, I think Pl- Flamecraft will be next.
1: Yeah, it looks good. We uh, That was one game every once in a while. We're like, man, we really probably should pick that up. But not yet. Uh, best game from a new designer. Uh, the big thing with this, that means they have to have had one or fewer, I think. Maybe one or two previous games, but very few games. Uh, and the winner was Acropolis. Beating Out, Blood on the Clock Tower, Boop, Korra Quest, and Starship Captains. Uh, Acropolis getting a lot of love from all of the awards this year. Um, Thoughts on Acropolis? Any desire to play this bad boy?
2: I'll have to check it out. I don't even know what the theme is. Well, I know the theme. I should say that. Uh, I don't know what the uh, gameplay is like. So I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah, I think it's drafting tile placement game if i recall correctly so
2: the dice tower has a dice tower review link right here there you go you can totally oh. check that out well it looks cool it's x it's hex based tiling so i like that interesting okay well i'll put it on the radar
1: uh best theming then the winner was my father's work Beating Out, Heat, Pedal to the Metal, Nemesis Lockdown, Return to Dark Tower, and Wonderland's War. Any desire to play my father's work from the fine folks at Renegade Game Studio?
2: No. In fact, this was like shoved down my throat on Kickstarter, like ad-wise. And I'm like, oh, Renegade's on Kickstarter? Why? Uh, <laughs> and then I just, I couldn't get behind the theme. I didn't think it looked very interesting to me. Uh, so, I mean, good for them for winning best theming. Just because I don't like the theme doesn't mean that. They didn't knock it out of the park, so good for them.
1: Yeah, it is pretty expensive, um, which is the reason I never jumped in on this. It was something I was interested in. But I think oof, I think it's like 125 bucks for this game, so it's, it's pretty spendy. But uh, it does look good. It does seem to be very thematic. That seems to be what everyone says about it. Uh, slightly surprised Wonderland's War didn't win because yeah. folks seem to love that game. Um, and that is kind of oozing theme there. But happy for my father's work. Uh, and probably why maybe it's no surprise Best Board Game production value went to Foundations of Rome, beating out Endless Winter Paleo-Americans, Flamecraft, Return to Dark Tower, and Wonderland's War. Though I guess you can make the argument for Return to Dark Tower. That tower is pretty impressive. Yes.
2: Yeah. No, I think you're right. No surprises here. Well deserved.
1: Well deserved indeed. Best artwork then. Again, the winner. Oh, goodness gracious.
2: Flamecraft. Those
1: cute dragons on the front. Beating out endless winter Paleo Americans, Merchants of the Dark Road, trekking through history and Wonderland's War. Man, board game art's gotten real good.
2: Oh yeah, it's the best it has ever been.
1: Yeah, so it's a it is very good looking game. Um, yeah, those dragons are really cute. Kind of again, kind of surprised Wonderland's War didn't win because people seem to love that. And the cover, at least the box cover for Merchants of the Dark Road, is pretty darn stellar. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, best strategy game winner was Endless Winter Paleo Americans, beating out Carnegie, Planet Unknown, Wayfarers of the South Tigris, and Woodcraft. Uh, Josh, any desire to play Endless Winter?
2: No, nope,
1: nope. <laughs> no. the answer is definitely it's, not. It was uh, a boy. Per- it was
2: a video game first, right? Was it? I feel like this was a video game.
1: Are you thinking of um, Project
2: Winter, <laughs> Frostpunk? <laughs> no. Uh, but I know what you're saying. I wonder if I am wrong. Uh, Endless Winter on Steam is it a different game? It's a different game, yeah. It's not a game, (laughs) it's not a video game, just a board
1: game. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I do eventually want to play this game because I do love your heavy, crunchy, uh, yeah, you do board games. Uh, but we'll see if I ever get to, but I I do want to eventually play this game. All right, and we're getting towards the end here. Uh, Most innovative game, The Turing Machine, Mm. beating out 3,000 scoundrels, Blood on the Clock Tower, Cat in the Box Deluxe Edition, and Planet Unknown. Uh, I don't really think this is too surprising.
2: No, not based off of the award and the title of the game.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So the game is very innovative, and I believe, I think they like, literally on their website do like a new puzzle like every day so the game yeah. kind of is endless like you can nice. do it like every day so uh and then game of the year 2022 winner was heat pedal to the metal that's right wow. a game that one. no other categories beating out blood on the clock tower endless winter flamecraft foundations of rome planet unknown ready set bat return to dark tower wayfarers of the south tigress and wonderlands war josh any surprises, any thoughts on Heat Pedal to the Metal being the game of the year for twenty twenty two? Yeah,
2: I'm very surprised. Uh it's a game I've wanted. I think I it was on Kickstarter also, right? And I feel like I I almost kickstarted it and I was like, you know what? I have Downforce and I've never played it. Um and so like why why pay it like it was probably another like $120 game. So I was like, ah, I just didn't want to do it. Um, and I, I have my my grill racing game is, um, initial D. Anyways, Formula D. Uh, that would be the one I would get. But maybe I'll have I have a second guess that. Maybe this is the one to get.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't. Was this on Kickstarter? Because this is a Days of Wonder game. Do they kickstart their games?
2: I feel like that, that's what I'm thinking. Um. Maybe it was. I don't Um, remember. But all
1: I do know is that I've been trying to buy this game for like I don't know, eight months. It's been out of stock everywhere forever. Like you cannot find this game. It is just sold out everywhere, and has been for a very long time. Now has there potentially been a restock in there that I missed? Very potentially. uh but goodness gracious, this thing is so hard to find, and it just yeah, (laughs) just can't find it anywhere.
2: Yeah, maybe uh, it doesn't look like it was on, maybe it was just getting ads for pre-ordering it potentially. And that's why I got confused. But yeah, it doesn't look like uh, it was a Kickstarter.
1: So, yeah, but hey, if you can find it, more power to you. Because um, right now you can buy it on eBay for like $200. But yeah, trying to find it, you know, retail, I think it's 75 I think you could buy it at most places for like 50 or 60 and. Or you can buy it on eBay for two hundred right now, or just try to wait until the thing gets restocked. But so not a print for a long time. We've been trying to get it, and I should say between print runs for a long time. It just cannot track that bad boy down. So,
2: oh, you can go to Zatu Games. You could pay 80, 78 bucks for it, but right now they have a promotion: buy three games, get three percent off.
1: Wow! What a deal! <laughs> what a deal indeed! What a deal indeed! Okay. Well, hey, Josh, any final concluding thoughts on the Dice Tower Award winners in 2022?
2: They did it again. They did the awards. Good they for did
1: them. do the awards again. Speaking of the Dice Tower Awards, as I said, they were uh presented at Gen Con 2023. And Josh, it sounds like Gen Con 2023 was a huge success.
2: Gen Con's back. That's what everyone was saying. It Gen is. Gen Con's back. Gen Con Gen is Con officially. Is back.
1: Back. Uh so from our the good folks over at Dicebreaker, the title, the story title says Gen Con 2023. Breaks event attendance record with over 70,000 visitors, Josh. Yeah. So what would it take you, Josh, to go to Gen Con?
2: Not much. I was just thinking about it when watching these videos, and I was like, I think I want to go to Gen Con. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I know it was packed, but with that news, I think we'll, we'll settle it down next year. Because people would be like, oh, I don't want to go with that many people. So I think it might plateau right around where they were, maybe like 60,000. It's big. Uh, They have a lot of space, which is nice. They use all the space they have. Um, So it sounds like it was a good success for them. So uh, I would love to go. I can't go next year because we're planning a Disney trip. For next year, so maybe twenty twenty five will be my gen con <laughs> <laughs> uh so gen con
1: 2019 it was the previous record which was just under seventy thousand folks um when gen con returned in twenty twenty one after um covid well after you know what i mean yeah uh, it had thirty five thousand people last year's twenty twenty two the attendance was up to fifty thousand and this year back all the way up to seventy thousand folks plus Um, so it does seem like Gen Con is definitely back. It is kind of always neat when watching Gen Con um just seeing them like play board games on the Colts football field. Like it's just such like a like a weird, like (laughs) neat thing of like, hey, they play football there usually. Like people are running on that field usually, but now today people are sitting there playing board games.
2: Doing no physical activity.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. So um Cool thing this year, too. Um, According to Gen Con PR, the attendees and convention partners raised nearly $35,000 for Indie Reads, a nonprofit organization that supports literacy in, in and around, in, uh, in, in around Indiana. So, nice. Very good th- work being done there. So, that's cool. Um, Hey, look at that. That the, bell uh, card is
2: the card I have.
1: I, I was like, the Gen Con story continues then, of course, that while Gen Con was huge, without a doubt... The biggest game at Gen Con was Disney's Larkana, which Josh has obviously talked about earlier. Um, Josh, here's my question for you. So obviously, you know, it, it became evident very quickly that they weren't totally prepared for how many people were going to try to be getting Larkana at Gen Con. So much so that they started setting up the queue for Saturday morning. You could start lining up at 6 p.m. Friday night, Josh. So people waited 16 hours, in some yeah. cases, to get Lorcana. Where, when, they could have waited, oh, I don't know, two weeks and gotten it at their friendly local game store. Or about a month and get, picked it up at Target or Walmart. Right? right. So, Josh, here's my question for you. How long would you be willing to wait in a line for a game? Assuming it is, like... The thing you are wanting, like, your most anticipated, like, let's say the next Mass Effect, whatever it might be, how long are you willing to wait in line to get that thing?
2: I think the problem with this is those people who waited in line that long are, are just people who immediately posted cards for, like, $15,000 on eBay. Right. Not all of them. Obviously, there are people that waited in line that were excited for the game, but, I mean... You lose my sympathy once I know you're just trying to sell those cards, which is kind of a real bummer, Um, which is which those people are the reasons why local card stores are charging so much for their cards. And that drives me crazy as well. That being said, um I have waited for consoles overnight. So I guess I would have to say I'm all I'm too old now to do that. I couldn't do that now. <laughs> not because i would like i can i can do it i do extra life every year but i just have a kid like i i get no reason to camp out for something i won't be able to play whenever i want (laughs) i can only play a certain time of the day yeah um i think now there isn't a a time i wouldn't wait longer than 35 minutes outside of a building for anything (laughs) um and i say that sincerely (laughs) uh i wouldn't uh an hour is even pushing it yeah. for like the longest i would wait uh i don't need anything anymore like that i'll wait i can wait
1: yeah uh, as a quick clarifier i think i said they, this the lines from friday to saturday i meant thursday to friday thursday so to Friday. 6 p.m yeah. on thursday is when lines started for 10 a.m's friday opening uh so speaking of josh you know you kind of said that hey i'm not willing to wait in line that long for these things these days you mentioned that you're planning a trip to Disney World next year. I How know. long are you willing to wait in the line at Disney World?
2: <laughs> I guess it's different because at least the ride, the lions are part of the ride now. Like they have some some sort of interactiveness to them, or at least things to look at. You, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I'm not gonna get in. I'm not gonna get in a line with a 90 minute wait. I'm not gonna do it. I already yeah. I already did all those rides. My son's only going to be able to go on certain rides yeah. and I know certain like coasters or anything. I just go back at night and it'll be fine. Or I just won't ride the snow white seven doors mine cart. Cause I'm not waiting more than 90 minutes for that ride. Um, with the exception of, I probably have to wait to do I'll wait. Cause I haven't done avatar I haven't done Rise of the Resistance. I haven't done anything in Galaxy's Edge. So I guess there will be certain things I'll wait longer for um, if I have to. But man, if you've ever stood anywhere with my son (laughs) for more than 10 minutes, it's not worth it. He can't stand still. Uh, You get more frustrated by the second. It's not worth it. So I'd rather be happy in the happiest place on earth. That's reasonable. Not not Homer Simpsoning my child in the middle of a theme park ride.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it. I'm really not good at waiting in lines. I don't like doing it for like anything. Um, and it's not so much that, in general, I mind waiting in lines, or that I don't have the patience to wait in line. It's just that the thing you get at the end, even if it's super thrilling, is super thrilling for like two or three minutes. And I waited 90 minutes. You know, I just, I I can't bring myself to do that most of the time. I will go find something else to do.
2: Some people wait until they're married to experience what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow, Josh, two or three minutes? Come on, man. Give me a little more credit than that. Goodness gracious.
2: Not two or three minutes is up for the... <laughs> uh, well, listen, the first time... Family-friendly show. Family-friendly show. So, it's the first time of... you get married. It goes quickly.
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of, hey, not a lot has happened in board games other than Larkana. Larcana is kind of taking up all the oxygen in the room right now. So, our final board game thing, sticking with Larkana, um, is that Ravensburger has basically said they have outlined a 10-year plan yeah. for Lorcana. And that they basically have access to anything Disney and Pixar when it comes to what they can access um, to put into Lorcana. So, Josh, I asked you earlier if you're going to be playing larcana in 6 months.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Are you going to or will people be playing larcana in 10 years?
2: That's that's the million dollar question, right? It's like they don't know. We don't know. I uh, I'll say Yeah, I mean they'll be they can rebalance, right? I'm like I'm not I'm not going to try to judge the game based off of what is on paper in front of me now like they can fix balancing they can release whatever cards they want i think one of the big things that i think some people have talked about but hasn't really been people aren't really landing this point that it's disney properties so you get star wars you got marvel they can expand into that do i want that no not right now i don't um but it's definitely something that they can to milk if they want to make it go that long. Uh, there will definitely still be people who do play it. Just who is the question, but who would have thought magic was going to go this long? Yeah. We're not wizards of the coast. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, is there any, like, do you want them to extend outside of like, Disney and Pixar animation, do you want them to go into Marvel, into Star Wars, into all that stuff? Or do you want to keep, have it stay in, you know, quote-unquote, Disney?
2: Yeah, I, d- I don't want them to. I don't, but I'm sure they will. I don't want them to do that, though. Uh, especially with, like, the songs. Like, it doesn't make sense to introduce these yeah, other Avengers properties. Theme, and you like- but, I mean, there's going to be Marvel's Locana. Do you right. think it'll just be... Or Star Wars Lurkana. Like, they'll brand it off like Villainous.
1: I would say, do you think it'll be separate, or do you think it'll be where you can play them together?
2: I mean, you could probably... I mean, they tell you you can play all the Villainous together. Right. Um, but you can't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can if you really are that stubborn, but they're not built to work to. Well, yeah. I mean, even with the branching Villainous sets, like even the Star Wars one, Branches off, adding vehicles. It's not going to go. You can't. You're not going to be able to play the seventh sister against Jafar. They just they don't work the way they want you to work the game. So uh, you can do and whatever, and just not get the same amount of enjoyment out of it. I think would be my bigger problem.
0: Yeah.
1: Is there any lesser known niche? Any Disney thing that you really enjoy that maybe isn't super mainstream that you'd love to see make it into Lorcana?
2: I think they've made everything mainstream. Uh I, I like I Oliver and Company. I'd love to see some Oliver and Company cards. Oh, that'd be fun. That was yeah. one of my favorite Disney movies as a kid. Um I think that's what's cool about Lorcana is like all that stuff is on the table. Any character from any Disney animated movie like works, it can be in this game cuz they just have to make that work for the set that they're in um you could even get like live action characters in there like mary poppins and stuff like that um yeah i i can't think uh we have merlin one one of our cards is a merlin card and and he's a support character and i like that so maybe some more sword in the stone or some black cauldron stuff um I don't know that I want to see Fraggle Rock or Muppet stuff thrown in there. Mm, So mm -hmm. I I don't know where we go from there, but uh, I don't want Kermit in my Lorcana, but he'd be fine. I guess he sings.
1: That would be interesting if, if they did that.
2: There's a lot of potential.
1: (laughs) There is a lot of potential, a lot of potential. That is very true. I do wonder if they will get to like real, um, Kind of like you mentioned, like they're lesser known um, movies. If they'll start doing those deeper cuts at all, yeah. Um, they did have a anime like one of their animated shorts. Uh, from gosh, was this in, the one that was in front of Inside Out? I think uh, was was called Lava.
2: Yeah, Lava. Yeah. yeah,
1: I like. I mean, I know, like from a critical perspective, I feel like that one is a little more mixed than maybe some of their other ones were. But I always thought that would be neat how cool would it be just to be like here's a volcano yeah. <laughs> like you know and it's got a neat song in it like that's you know that could be a fun like i think doing stuff like that might be neat for them to do and kind of really dig into those sorts of uh cuts i think would be fun i'm um, even more so than like oliver and company or the great mouse detective or the you know maybe the smaller lesser known movies like get really into the the nitty-gritty there i think would be kind of cool so Awesome. Well, hey, Josh, maybe, you know, if we're still doing this podcast in in 10 years, maybe we'll still be talking about Lorcana.
2: My heart's still beating. I'm here.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, with that, unless <laughs> anything else board game wise you want to talk about?
2: No. No? No. Um, no. Yes? No. I wanted to say. I know I you've for...
1: bought a whole bunch of board games in the last, like,
2: couple weeks. Yeah. I did forget we did play Castles and Catapults. I got oh, that yeah, for my did. son. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. Um, if you got kids you are just like flinging boulders at castles, <laughs> it's a fun one.
1: If you want to fling boulders at castles.
2: That's a pretty fun game.
1: Gotcha. Uh, you haven't played a Minecraft Portal Dash yet?
2: No, no. It's back here, though. It's on his list. He wants to play. He keeps asking me to play Thunder Road Vendetta. <laughs> and I'm oh. like, I don't know. That's for you, buddy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, have you been playing much Marvel Snap?
2: Yeah, I don't I, no, can't stop, won't stop.
1: <laughs> can't stop on Stop. Uh how are you feeling about uh current season decks, all that good stuff recently? Still good?
2: I don't care for this um uh, mech suit stuff. Uh it's almost as annoying to me as pixel art um cards. Oh, yeah. At least at least the art looks better on the mech ones. Um I like that it's on PC now. I'll, I'll install it on my Steam Deck just to see how that plays differently. Um, I like how they're trying to support Twitch creators. I I don't love Conquest mode, and I and I don't like that they're tying Conquest tickets into drops now.
1: I agree. Because I'm, I'm like, I'd rather just take credits. Just give me yeah, the credits, just please. Just give me the credits so I can upgrade my cards. Don't, 100%. don't
2: make me waste my time. I do like that. They added the daily offer tracker, so I've already I've already went through a full full one. Oh dang! Okay. Um. So and then you get um, you get a variant and you get um, I think credits once you complete the whole thing. Um. So I'm happy with that, and uh, I'm trying to think if I have anyone new in my deck. I'm running Legion in my deck, and I think Legion's fantastic for my deck. Yeah, so you can really ruin someone's day by making every location say you can't play cards here uh, anymore, <laughs> or um, like or making everything like uh, the sinister uh, locations. So when you play a card, it duplicates every card. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and especially if you have initiative and you're going first he can really screw someone over by changing uh, any of uh, basically changing locations, just a suit. Um, I don't even always play it to suit what I need. I just sometimes <laughs> play it because I know it's going to mess with the other person. Right. Um. Yeah. I'm having a, uh, a blast. I still complete every mission every day. Um, so. I,
1: Josh, I'm impressed that you have filled your daily offer counter. Oh. <laughs> mine is still at zero of 10. I've bought no huh? variants at all. Yeah, ever.
2: Are you going to spend that gold on something?
1: Well, I know, I guess, but I just haven't bought one yet ever. So, still at zero of 10 for that. Um, I will say I am a bit annoyed and I'm sure this probably is me just probably not caring um, or that they're not caring about what I'm talking about. The fact that the uh, current Featured location or hot location is Altar of Death when all anyone is playing right now are X23 destroy decks is really annoying to me.
2: <laughs> I have only played X against X23 once.
1: Are you serious? It's like every yeah. game I, I swear is an X23. I deck. haven't
2: run into her more than once. So oh far. my
1: gosh. It is oh so and the hard part about it is that if you don't have like the deck I'm running and I'm actually just with the current featured location, I'm just not playing right now because I could switch my deck, but I just don't want to. Um, Yeah. But if I have priority, I can beat destroy almost every time. If I don't have priority, I basically can't. So it very much is like the coin flip at the beginning of like, do I have priority or not? And if I do, I'm usually fine. But like, dude, I have so much destroy. (laughs) It is breaking my brain. Like, all the same deck over and over and over and over. And over That's
2: over. a bummer. I get docking a lot now. People have been playing docking a lot.
1: Yeah, I've I've definitely seen that too, depending on the destroyed build, especially like But I then play, I just throw a Valkyrie
2: play. at him. I got my Valkyrie just sitting there. Yeah. And I love playing against the Venom because I wait. I just keep that Valkyrie waiting. She just yeah. sits there and I'm like, go ahead. Get your get your Venom to 23. I can't wait to make him a three. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) So
1: I know there's an easy example to this. Can you explain to me simply why Valkyrie doesn't work on Null?
2: Uh, Okay. Yes, I can. Because it sets their base power to three. And Null's base power Is is zero. And then it has the combined total of all damage cards. So it's getting set to zero first some cards you can actually power up more by accidentally giving them three so technically if you use it on null it gives null plus three right whatever its total already is going to be uh, right so if it's going to be 90 it's now 93 exactly
1: i think because i think how that card interacts is counterintuitive with some cards
2: oh yeah i agree with how valkyrie
1: interacts i don't think it i think it is it does not feel consistent
2: it also can be confusing i've definitely misplayed her a bunch of times not realizing someone has like a Luke cage out yep or a null. um there's definitely times where i've misplayed it which is a real bummer especially when that health doesn't when that attack doesn't lower yeah um so there's probably something else too that I'm missing that she doesn't really affect. Uh, but man, you throw a winter soldier at me or uh, maybe does it not affect carnage? It might not affect carnage. Now that I'm thinking of it, I'd have to see, I'd have to Google what doesn't Valkyrie work on. Yeah, sure it just, I, I
1: think that's <laughs> my, cause like, just like, the wording on the card, I think, doesn't make sense then.
2: Yeah, they may change it. They, they could change it in an update.
1: But, yeah. Anyway, because, I mean, the wording on it, it just says, set all cards at this location to power three. But then your null is 93. You know, like, and I know why it works based off the wording of null, but I think just intuitively, I, I don't feel like it follows well.
2: Yeah, you can't play Valkyrie on null. I think that they don't. I wonder if they list anybody else. Just that gives him. Or on Shadow King. No.
1: Well, that wouldn't matter because he's three. Doesn't matter on
2: Shadow King. You can 100% Valkyrie Quirrell. It's just that it gives him plus three power, which is something (laughs) you don't want to do. Thanks. (laughs) And it says, yeah, their name is called deleted. That's not a deleted comment. Uh, it also doesn't work on Direcock.
1: Yeah, that, I was like, there was another one I knew that I was like, I'm just blinking blank, out what it is that it doesn't work on. It just, like I said, I, I get it, but I don't. Get, I think it just is a little messy. So, because when you're the thing says do this for all, it seems like it should include everyone. So. All right. Well, with that, as a nice little transition, let's talk about some video game news and stuff and topics, starting with our good friend. I say good friend who never met him, doesn't know we exist. Jeff Keighley hosted opening night live at Gamescom 2023. And before the show, Jeff Keighley was like, hey, not going to be a lot of reveals, just updates on games that you all know about. And he was not lying. Um, so Josh, did you A watch opening night live? Uh B thoughts on it? Any particular trailers that you thought were interesting or exciting? I'd say reveals, but there was only really like one reveal. That's not true. There was a couple other small ones too, but for the most sure. part, like one-ish reveal. Uh what were your thoughts on opening night live?
2: I thought it was fine. Uh, I really enjoyed the Mortal Kombat content. Yeah. Of course. Uh, I thought a big surprise was Little Nightmares 3, which I think making that co-op makes uh, so much sense uh, for that style of game. So I think that's really cool. My wife won't play that with me, so (laughs) maybe maybe I'll play online with somebody. Uh, They showed more Black Myth Wukong, which I still think is a beautiful-looking game that I have no business playing, so I don't know if I'll ever play it. Gotcha. Uh, is it coming to Game Pass? If it's coming to Game Pass, I will most certainly play it. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say uh, surprised to see Age of Empires 4 console launch trailer and that it's out. But, like, I'm like, I already saw it when I opened the Game Pass. Uh, so yeah. it's not that yeah, much yeah. of a surprise. But uh, I, I... I I played Halo Wars on my Xbox. I have Uh no want to play an RTS (laughs) on a console ever. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even play this on Steam Deck. This is, for me, I would only play on PC. But hey, if people are excited, uh, great. I think Assassin's Creed Mirage looks awesome. Still, uh, I think they, they chose terrible Tekken trailer.
0: That
1: was a little rough of a Tekken trailer.
2: Um And I think that uh we saw this wasn't on um uh, opening it live, but we did see gameplay for Jade. Mm-hmm. Uh Assassin's Creed Jade. Uh and that looks good too.
1: Which is officially called now Assassin's Creed Jade.
2: Good, makes sense. They should yeah. Doesn't need to be a project, it's just called Jade. Um what else, what else, what else? I don't know what the first descendant is, but it's intriguing. Uh, I don't know what Fort Solace is, but it's also it's intriguing. Um, I just have to get past smug, smuggy McSmuggerson, uh, and then I could probably play it. And uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh- but I feel like I discovered that Ben Brody is too much for me.
0: Is he too much for you?
2: I don't like I I like him on uh social media. Yeah. <laughs> but when he's talking, no, thank you. <laughs> I
1: So they were obviously um Marvel Snap was there for Summer Game Fest as well. I
2: feel like they pick like I don't think they
1: show the game very well at any of these things.
2: Oh no, they do a terrible job at promoting the game. Okay, thank you <laughs> cuz
1: I was like, man, I thought these both were yes. like Summer Game Fest and this, I thought were pretty bad.
2: It doesn't show the game at all. There's no, no context of what the game is. Oh. No. Uh yeah, I agree. They're doing a bad job marketing that aspect of the game. Um Yeah. Oh, and Alan Wake, hey, you know what? We needed a control sequel. It's confirmed. Alan Wake 2 is 100% Control 2. Well, Control <laughs> okay, okay 1.5,
1: Control 2 is coming still, so. Right.
2: Even down to the same, there's like some of the same exact parts of the trailer were in Control.
1: That's <laughs> uh, fine by me. I love yeah. Control, so. Yep. That was our game of the year that year.
2: Yes, it was. What about you? I have been talking about all these games. I left ones out on purpose to see if you will talk about them, but there's definitely some more stuff there.
1: I mean just to kind of A to Echo number 1 uh Assassin's Creed Mirage I'm still excited about um happy now that with the change in date for uh, Alan Wake 2 that they pushed it back 10 days I I'm, I'm happy now that there's a bit more room in there to be, to be able to play this game um really looking forward to kind of jumping back into Assassin's Creed I do think it's one of the series I've played most consistently of any series So really looking forward to get back to that um so that was looking pretty good uh Josh, what did you think of Call of Duty?
2: <laughs> uh I don't know that I have any words that will help. Okay, so uh, it's like another Call of Duty. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I find, and maybe I'm misremembering things because Call of Duty timelines mess me up. So this is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three, following behind Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two,
2: but it's actually a sequel that we didn't get to call of duty 2 right so, so like this is, story
1: right so this is the old call of duty 2 sequel but not the new <laughs> call of duty to see modern warfare 2 sequel and all the maps are the maps from modern warfare 2 the old one not the new one? <laughs> like for multiplayer
2: there's and i i don't know because they show the mission they show was in one of the call of duties i played it So I'm wondering if that means they're just using, like the last one, right? Like, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, it had some missions from the original and new ones. So I'm wondering if that's what this is going to be.
1: Yeah, I'm just very confused by what this game is exactly. Like, it's more Call of Duty. Like, that I know. Am I going to play it? Well, I'm a sucker, so probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is so not the most recent one, the original one. Uh, that's when I was still playing a ton of Call of Duty. Uh, so the fact that there's like, Hey, those are all those same maps, but just like prettied up and made faint. Like, I wonder how well I remember all those maps now. Cause I played hundreds of hours on those maps. Do I remember them still? I'd be interested to see. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't think I thought it was an interesting choice. This, just, this game is so confusing to me, but I'll probably end up playing it cause like I said, I'm a sucker. Um, I know this isn't probably up your, uh, alley, but Granblue Fantasy Relink, I think looks great. Um, so I'm a big Ease fan and this looks kind of to be taking some, uh, leads from that. Um, as far as the combat and things like that goes. So as an early 2024 game, that's something I'm interested in. Uh, man, I really, really wish I had time for like Honkai Star Rail or a game like that. Um, anything from Hoyo. I just don't have time to play those games, but I know the people who love them, love them a ton. Um, Sonic Superstars, could they have picked like a worse release date? It's coming oh. out like three <laughs> days before Mario Wonder.
2: Yeah. Well, it's back to Sega versus Nintendo, right?
1: <laughs> I just don't understand. I don't get it. I totally don't understand. Uh, are you to play this Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom, Phantom Liberty? I know you, you like know Cyberpunk. I am. Are you excited? Like, will you put Mortal Kombat and everything else aside to play Phantom Liberty?
2: No, I, I will not play Phantom Liberty on release. I will wait. You'll wait. <laughs> I have learned my lesson. Although I didn't have a ba- a bad experience, uh, it wasn't it wasn't uh, a perfect experience. So, yeah. and from everything I've been seeing, about how different the game is now. Um, I'm gonna wait. I'll probably do a full new playthrough starting from scratch in, like, February.
1: Gotcha. Very cool. That's my plan. Uh Are you excited for this uh, new Diablo season?
2: No, it's too soon to be talking. Well, I guess it's technically not too soon, but we're still over a month away. Like, yeah. I don't... So I didn't even really pay too much attention to the trailer.
1: Yeah. And I'll make two Silicon look great. So overall... Um, oh, excuse me. Overall... You know, based on setting expectations of like, hey, this is going to be a lot of updates. Uh, that's really what it was. And I thought uh, updates from a, a number of the games looked really, really cool. Okay. So nice job, I guess, Jeff Keighley. Sure. <laughs> so
2: you did a par job.
1: He, that's right. That's right. We'll see him at, you know, the Game Awards in December. So which is now at the Peacock Theater. So I think Just the Microsoft Theater names, huh? naming rights are now <laughs> Peacock, I believe.
2: Oh, I so. did have a question for you for anyone yeah. who watched Opening Night Live. So, Zack Snyder was there.
0: Oh, gosh. And
2: gosh. I'm trying to figure out if he's a scab. Because <laughs> he, he is. What do you specifically
1: mean by scab? Well, he's a writer. He he is.
2: And he was promoting a film. He was. And you're not allowed to do that right now. Well,
1: from what I believe <laughs> the guidelines are, yeah. is that if you already had a pre-standing contractual obligation yeah
2: but the people walk out of the oppenheimer's premiere when the strike happened
1: yeah but i think that there is like those things are like hey you should come to this but like if you have like with a like a third party you have signed an Fair. agreement to do something okay. i think there's you are allowed To to do that things
2: because he looked nervous and I was like I wonder if he's nervous because he's gonna lose his job. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so I think there is some like guideline because there were some things, especially that happened at like, um, oh what was just right after there was some show that was right after like a comic con or something that was like right after the strike started. Yeah, there
2: was a and there were
1: people who like. Already had pre standing contracts to do things there, so they yeah. were still allowed to do those things. Gotcha, gotcha. So, there, there is some guidelines like around that kind of stuff sure. a little bit, but yeah, I the think movie it. looks good, does it?
2: I think so. I, th- I mean, it looks like Zack Snyder as all heck, but I I like Zack Snyder. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Well, then I'm sure Rebel it looks good Moon, to right? you. Rebel that's great. I think it looks good. Yeah, so
2: cool. <laughs> that was
1: really weird though.
2: Uh, uh yeah.
1: Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, and we're making a game. It's, pro- it's mobile. We're making a game.
2: You guys are going to love it. You guys are going to love it. I can't wait for you to get your hands on the game.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just think he's really awkward.
2: Yes, he is an awkward human being.
1: So he lo- like he looks like he wouldn't be because he looks like he's all BA and stuff. But he yeah. just always is so awkward every time he does interviews and stuff. So um, all right. So with that, continuing on, uh, Josh. Yeah, You know, one of the companies not at uh, Gamescom this year was PlayStation, but Uh that didn't stop them from making some announcements, including the uh, Project Q now has an official name, PlayStation Portal, which is coming out sometime this year still for the price of... What's that?
2: Great name, great name.
1: PlayStation (laughs) Portal, yeah. Uh, It's a portal to your PS5 Uh uh, for the price of $199. So they had some headsets too. We'll talk about that stuff in a bit, but Josh... Project PlayStation Portal. Yay, yay. Yeah. What are your thoughts?
2: I'll get yay on the price. I'll tell you that. I thought I was I was really we talked about this when it was announced, and there wasn't a world where I didn't see this at 349. <laughs> um but now I know why it's not at 349.
1: <laughs> it is it is this device is for one specific thing.
2: Yeah, it's a little disappointing to be honest with you, because when I saw the price, I was like, ooh, I think I'm I'm definitely gonna get one. And now I'm like, well, I mean, I I don't even use Remote Play really, so mm-hmm. this isn't gonna this isn't really gonna give me that excuse to want to jump to this for right. that reason. Hundred um, percent. But I definitely see a very specific audience for this. Yeah, I think
1: this is, uh and kind of one of the things I even put in the Discord. Like PlayStation seems to really be getting into the boutique side of gaming. Yeah. Um, and this is a very boutique item. This is a there. A very specific this is a niche of a niche the audience for this um so it's i think sony there are,
2: tv sony 3d tv that's what <laughs>
1: right yes exactly <laughs> like if you are someone who remote plays and maybe like i do on my backbone and things like that and you're like i'm looking for a dedicated experience that's going to make that as good as possible here's the thing for you mm-hmm. if you wanted to do anything other than that this is not the thing for you so it is very narrow um what it's going to do now my hope is as a result of that and early impressions who knows early impressions have said i've been positive that it does do that thing well so if it does do that thing super well i'm in and what i will say is eight inches like when they when you see like the full-size picture of this thing like it is big like it's a pretty substantial thing
2: yeah and it's still technically a psp (laughs) <laughs> it's still
1: technically PSP.
2: PlayStation port all ball. Port old Yeah,
1: <laughs> it is still PlayStation portable. Yeah, so we'll see when this actually. Um, I'll be interested to see how quickly this sells. I know that, um, obviously certain things, i.e., PSVR two has maybe not sold as amazingly, though. Granted, supposedly more PSVR 2s have sold than PSVR one sold in the same time frame
2: uh whether that's good
1: or not who knows probably not
2: good i world. don't know yeah i don't know what that's not a high benchmark i don't right think. it's not a,
1: exactly it's not a high benchmark uh but i do think that this shows you know a like i said that playstation is committed committed to the niche but it also shows i think very much that they're committed to the ps5 they want everyone to have a ps5 yeah. and other ways to interact with the ps5 and that is like the focus of what they're doing everything is centered around having a ps5 sure um, i get that so and like I said, if you don't like that, that's fine. If you do like that, if you have a PS5 and you're into it, there you go. But um, I am interested in this. I am someone who plays my black my backbone. Um, I get very annoyed sometimes at like pop-ups and other things. And sometimes like the buttons aren't exactly the same. Yeah. So sometimes it's a little um finicky as far as that goes. Also, my phone just battery on my phone is <laughs> I know the bat like they said that the battery on this is gonna be similar to the dual sense, which then everyone laughed. Um Still, probably better than my phone when I'm when I'm doing remote play because man, my phone by the time I remote play is already pretty low, and then it is nothing very quickly. So, yeah, but I'll definitely be interested in in checking this out a little bit. Will depend on when it goes on uh, sale for pre orders so whether I pick one up or not. Um, but it's at least on the list to to consider as far as that goes. So, um, in addition to that, they announced two headset or two uh, headphones headsets, however you want to look at it uh the Pulse Elite wireless headset and the Pulse Explorer wireless earbuds um and the big thing with this is that uh one thing that many people found disappointing about the PlayStation Portal is there's no bluetooth yeah yeah um so they have this new PlayStation Link technology that you can now use for lossless audio um, but with this wireless headset and this wireless earbuds, these are really the only things right now that support PlayStation Link. Uh, the portal does have a three and a half millimeter headset jack, so you can use wired headphones on it still. Um, but these are gonna be really the only headsets you can use right out of the gate. Um,
2: I have that PlayStation headset, I can't tell you how uncomfortable it is.
1: Uh, this is a different PlayStation headset. Well, this is a new the one, the
2: design looks exactly the same. Yeah, it's a new version of it. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully they fix that because. I can't wear my PlayStation headset for more than an hour without like being very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And that I think that is the hard thing about headsets in general that like.
2: Yeah. The Xbox one's not much better either.
1: Yeah. Like headsets, they're, our heads are all shaped a little different. So some yeah. of them work. Some of them don't. Ears are different sizes. So it's like, is it on your ears? Is it fully over your ears? Like, you know, doing all that stuff. So, um, so the headsets, $150, the earbuds are $200. Yeah. Nice earbuds, um, so. Yeah, and they do have these custom designed planar magnetic drivers, which becomes a big deal a little bit later. Um, but Josh, any desire to spend you know $150 or 200 dollars on some new headphones?
2: No. Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have that desire either. Uh so any other thoughts, Josh, on these uh new accessories officially confirmed by
0: PlayStation.
2: Uh they look good. Minus they the do portal. Look good.
1: So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if how good they are. Um and why those uh player drivers are a big deal is that the day after this, I think it was roughly the day after, uh it was announced that Sony has acquired another company and that they have purchased headphone maker um Odyssey. Now, Odyssey is, you know, does make some uh gaming headsets. They are pretty nice gaming headsets, but Odyssey is probably best known for making uh, extremely high quality headphones for audio files, uh, i.e., headphones that are over four thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, what to me is kind of most interesting about this is that it is they were purchased by Sony Interactive Entertainment, not by Sony, the big company, but specifically by Sony A- Interactive Entertainment. Yeah, um, so the PlayStation Wing is who bought this company uh josh any thoughts now the big thing that they've noted is that odyssey is going to continue to operate independently and they can still continue to make third-party products so they right now have headsets that are work for xbox they're going to be able to continue to do that um one of the reasons this became like people being like oh is that uh the technology and these new headsets that sony just announced Um, is technology that Odyssey is known to use and one of the few manufacturers who actually currently use this technology in their headsets. Uh, So Josh, thoughts on this acquisition by Sony, who has been buying some, especially audio-related, a number of audio-related companies in the last couple of years. Thoughts on this acquisition?
2: I think it makes sense. I mean, as long as I've been in the technology business, Sony's always been high up in there with the highest end stuff. So um, I just don't think that you see uh, audio equipment displayed like it used to be displayed. So maybe that's could be why maybe some people don't either see Sony in that space or that see that space in general. Uh, I don't know about you, but like walking into a Best Buy here, here now is like walking into a ghost town. Yeah. Uh, It's very odd. Um, so you're not getting these like big tech demos like we used to do back in the day with like, uh, you know, like $5,000 Sony soundbar and right. like, stuff like that. So if they're in the, if there's money for them still, I mean, good for them. It's, uh, it seems like a great company to acquire, uh, if they if that's your focus is to make this high quality audio stuff. I just, I don't, I don't know who it's for.
1: Uh, I was going to ask you, Josh, what is the most you'd be willing to spend on a gaming headset?
2: I don't even like them in general comfortably, so I only have them to play socially. Uh huh. Um, so I think a hundred bucks is the most I've spent in wheel spend on a on a headset. I won these from, rest in peace G4. Right. Otherwise, I would never have bought these Arcus like, Pros because <laughs> they're like, one hundred and eighty dollars headset. Yeah, they're great. They're way more comfortable than my other headsets, but uh, I don't. So maybe you buy if you spent <laughs> more money
1: on them, Josh, they would be more comfortable, oh, and you'd be more willing yeah. to wear them.
2: I have no doubt that the money is there for comfort as well as audio quality. But yeah, it's not. It's not going to change my habits.
1: Yeah, Odyssey. Right now, they do have kind of what is considered to be like the creme de la creme, if you would, of uh, wireless gaming headsets in the Maxwell. Um, they're $300 which considering how much their other headsets are they do I think they have like an $800 gaming one as well mm. but um, the cool thing though about the, the their Maxwell headset the battery life on it for a wireless headset 80 hours wow that's you know pretty when you traditionally you're looking at 12 <laughs> to 15 maybe um, 80 yeah. hour battery life on those bad boys
2: nice for the jet setters out there
1: That's right. That's right. So, um, so we'll see, you know, long term whether or not that does uh paid dividends for PlayStation and and you know the the headsets they produce. It seems like it might be. We'll have to find out, check out the reviews of these new headsets when they finally launch here in a few months. Turning to uh less happy news, Josh, Mm -hmm. uh, one of what I think was you know one of your favorite gaming developers. Uh, BioWare announced that they're laying off 50 employees Um, and from a statement on their website um, written by Gary McKay, the general manager of BioWare. The statement says, uh, today, rather than discuss one of our upcoming projects, I'd like to share an update about the studio itself and outline our vision for BioWare's future. In order to meet the needs of our upcoming projects, continue to hold ourselves to the highest standard of quality, and ensure BioWare can continue to thrive in an industry that's rapidly evolving, we must shift towards a more agile and more focused studio. It will allow our developers to iterate quickly, unlock more creativity, and form a clear vision of what we're building before development ramps up. To achieve this, we find ourselves in a position where change is not only necessary, but unavoidable. As difficult as this is to say, rethinking our approach to development inevitably means reorganizing our teams to match the studio's changing needs. As part of this transition, we are eliminating approximately 50 roles at BioWare. That is deeply painful and humbling to write. We're doing everything we can to ensure the process is handled with empathy, respect, and clear communication. With the last point in mind, I want to take a moment to explain how we got here and what we're doing to support our colleagues, and what this means for BioWare's current and future games. Um, I'm going to stop reading the update there. But, Josh, initial thoughts when you heard that BioWare was laying off about 50 people?
2: Uh, initial thoughts was, uh, yeah, this is bad news, but um, once I saw how many people worked there, I was like, oh. This is catastrophic news. (laughs) Yeah, because
1: it's like 250, right?
2: Yeah, that's a big chunk of people. So you're laying off
1: basically (laughs) one fifth of your staff.
2: Yeah. And some of the people they let go, uh, like Lucas Christensen, who's been there for 25 years. He's been the lead writer in almost all of their things. Yeah. Uh, When you see people like that get laid off, not resign or like retire, that's, I don't think that's. Great news. Uh, It reminds me of my current job.
1: (laughs) So, I'm obviously not a business wizard. I don't know much about how to run a business in any way, shape, or form. But when I read this statement, I, I, I find it hard to reconcile the statement in order to meet the needs of our upcoming projects. That statement alone, equaling We have to lay off 50 people, right? Like, we need less people to finish our game.
2: Two of our biggest, most ambitious games we've ever made. Right. (laughs) On paper.
1: That just doesn't... And like I said, I don't run run a gaming studio. I don't know the way this works. That just doesn't seem to make sense on the surface, right?
2: Yeah, that doesn't... Yeah, the sentence doesn't accurately reflect what you would expect. It the reality to be like.
1: Um so Jeff Grubb after this all was posted did some, you know, <laughs> things that Jeff Grubb does. Yeah. Uh and he stated that originally um an internal date for the release of um Dreadwolf was actually this September. Um and that game has now been pushed back for Dragon Age: Dreadwolf. They said it has been pushed back to at the very earliest summer of next year, potentially fall of next year or very even possibly summer of 2020 or fall or winter first quarter or whatever of 25 uh hey josh when do you think dragon age Dreadwolf is going to come out and b is it going to be any good
2: well that is the question right uh i think that anthem killed bioware um so i i don't i don't here's my problem with dragon age what what makes me really worried about it is how we have seen nothing. They have made presentations as if we were about to see this game, right? Mm-hmm. And like the first one was a talk with the developers, and that was at like E three or game or like or Summer Games Fest or Game Awards, whatever. Then the next time we saw them was like two years later, and it was just animatics. It was like animated. With like a like a, a fine voiceover, we have seen zero gameplay. Not even like, what does the scheme look like? Does it look like Inquisition? Does it look like Dragon Age Two? Does right. it look? Did they try to reinvent the wheel? Does it look like Cell shaded? Is it? Has it changed? It's is it first person? Is it third person? Like there's we don't we have no idea what they're direction is on this game, period. It's yeah. kind of scary. I mean, in the relative sense. It's not actually scary. It's just like... It's very bizarre that we have not seen anything for this game at all, and like you said, it was supposed to come out in September, and we still haven't seen a screenshot. Not even screenshots at this game. At.
1: Well, they did have that like teaser trailer at the Game Awards in like 2018 when the game was announced, which... Again, that oh, I mean, that's oh. a tone piece more than it that's is. Like, actually, There's no way yeah. that was
2: gameplay. <laughs> right, right, right,
1: right. So, you know, Dragon Age: Inquisition came out in 2014. Yeah. Which people liked, right? Sure. Mass Effect Andromeda came out in 2017. Yeah, don't remind me. Uh, yeah, you promised me that was going to be <laughs> game of the year that year.
2: Yep, I may Otherwise you I get a telephone promises. call with an apology and it still hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anthem then came out in 2019.
2: Yeah.
1: Had some good ideas, but obviously we know how that went. I love Anthem. Um, Which means now that Dreadwolf is coming out in 2024 at the very earliest. The earliest. <laughs> some might argue it'll be then a decade since BioWare's last good game. I know you loved Anthem, but in general, people might.
2: Oh, I would. I, I, I'm i not going to argue it's a good okay. game. <laughs> I, I loved it, though.
1: <coughs> you know, oh, I loved
0: it. Do, it's dead. Is man.
1: there a chance that Bioware can reclaim their magic? That they, you know, this <laughs> Dreadwolf comes out in 2024, 2025, and everyone falls in love with Bioware again. And it's like, oh, you know, the Risen King, like they figured it out. Like, the, is there any chance that happens?
2: I want it to be possible i don't I don't know that it's possible because i don't I think having a, a hit is is now more of the fluke of their games. It's like more of the oh they they found it, but who are they gonna go back to to do more right? How are they gonna do that what's gonna like what's gonna happen to mass Effect once dragon age comes out? is it gonna change how they work on Mass Effect because of whatever the reception for Dragon Age is. I, I don't know. I just don't have a trust in them anymore. Um, Unfortunately, like I loved, I loved Bioware. They had such a good thing going for them. Uh, it kind of felt like the beginning of like how Telltale started. Like, you're like, oh man, these guys have something that right. hasn't been done in games before. And then, you know, technical glitches and bugs and, not fully baked games, or what put both of those studios in trouble?
0: Yeah,
1: so
2: and somehow Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft keep going. yeah, that's true. <laughs> so um, throw all the bumps in us.
1: So, let's say that Dreadwolf releases and is good enough that BioWare still exists, yeah. Okay, what year do we get to this new Mass Effect game?
2: I, I have no confidence that they're even working on it at this point, so. <laughs> Um, 2030.
1: I mean, I don't think that sounds ridiculous. That doesn't, especially if Dreadwolf doesn't release till 2025. Yeah,
2: 2030. I guess it's crazy to be talking about a game coming out in 2030, but I suppose
1: because that will be then a decade because it was announced in 2020. Yeah, be a decade. So, I don't, and like I said, I don't think that's necessarily unrealistic with a smaller team, more people probably now because I know it said that they're still in pre production. Which means people have to be pulled off that to work on Dragon Age. I have to imagine.
2: We'll have a different president. The earth will be hotter still. (laughs) It's going to be crazy.
1: (laughs) All right. Anything else about Bioware, Josh?
2: Uh, Stop playing people off.
1: Yeah, right.
2: That's all I got for him. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Alright, just a couple more stories here, then we'll just kinda wrap things up. Uh one of this year's best games is gonna be coming to Xbox anyway. Or Baldur's Gate 3. Still. Yeah. <laughs> um is gonna be coming to Xbox. Obviously, Baldur's Gate 3, one of the hottest games of the year, actually the highest rated game of the year mm. on like Metacritic and Open Critic. Yeah. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, not that good of a game. <laughs> um Agreed. <laughs> uh, but Baldur's Gate 3, the number one rated highest-rated game of the year, uh came on a PC obviously in early August, coming to PlayStation 5 in early September. Uh, but now um coming to Xbox, uh, part of the big reason that there was this Xbox date had not been confirmed is that Larian was having trouble getting the split screen co-op running on, on Series S. And Xbox previously to this had, you know, parity needed to be maintained between the two consoles. Um, After a conversation at uh, Gamescom between Larian and Xbox, it seems that um, some concessions were made um, after Sven um, and good old Philly got together and had a conversation. Um, So they said that uh, Baldur's Gate 3 will come out to Xbox this year still, uh, but no split screen co-op on Series S. Thoughts on this compromise, Josh?
2: Uh hey, wanna talk about the release of Halo Infinite?
1: <laughs> Let's talk about it.
2: You got split screen co-op there? No. So Oh, that's right. But nobody's got that. Fine by me. Uh they have it now. Um yeah, I mean it makes I'm if that's if they want the game on their console and they're being clear about it, then that's that's what you have to do. Uh I can't even imagine playing that game in split screen co-op. period. <laughs> so Uh, I wouldn't even have any interest in doing that, so um, I think that's smart, and it's just on the S. Like It should still play split screen on the X, Um, and I think when you buy an S, you realize you're getting it for the value, so you might have to make your own choices when it comes to, do you want to play Baldur's Gate 3 the way God intended it, which is split screen co-op on the Xbox Series X or PC, or you just play it. And enjoy it solo or online. They're still online.
1: They're still online. Uh, Josh, so one of the things that uh, Xbox had been big on was like, hey, parity between these two consoles as far as features go. Yes. Um, obviously, that's no longer true. Sure. How big of concessions do you think are appropriate for them to be made? Because obviously, like, some are going to be like, oh, they broke their promise. Well, you know what? Time moves on. Games get bigger, yeah. and or they you know, made an up.
2: exception.
1: So, when is it okay for them to make? When what is going to be the next exception?
2: Right. Well, that's yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't fault them for, I guess, negating on what they were telling people because they want that. They're still doing it for the players, like They're like, hey, it's either like you might not get this game. Or or we we'll get it to you in any way possible. Uh I'm trying to remember, and I don't think it was. It wasn't PS4 and PS4 Pro, but there was a system that you could not play. Oh, is the 3DS? Oh yeah. So you could not play certain 3DS games on a three on a DS, and before that all the games were work. I think it was like Fire Emblem or or Hyrule Warriors or something. Um, and then people were like perturbed. I think, I don't think that people lost their minds over it, but yeah, then you knew like, hey, you can't play this game on your console, even though like we said all of our 3D games can be played on the DS, but not in 3D. Um, but that's, and then I think like, before that was Nintendo again with the N64 and the expansion cartridge. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it's, it's, I would assume based off my playing Baldur's Gate 3 and maybe it's a Larian issue about porting it or whoever's doing their port. Cause it's not any more graphically intensive than any other game that you can think of. That's a current gen.
1: Well, no, I mean they've been trying to get this to work for a long time, right. and so much so that they're, that Xbox has sent engineers to their studio yeah. to help them Yeah, so get then it to it's work, a larian and they still problem. can't get it to work, right?
2: So then, so
1: it's, I don't think it's a Larian issue. Then, if Xbox engineers can't get it to work either,
2: oh, then, oh, you're saying that the Microsoft, yeah, because they to they
1: okay. the whole reason it wasn't releasing on Xbox was specifically because of the split screen situation. Yeah. Because Xbox, so that's is their, like, their no, dev
2: kits on the Series S then. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a game developer, but I do know that Xbox was like, hey, we'll send engineers to help you. That happened. yeah. And now they're like, hey, you just don't have to do it.
2: Well, then then they need to be transparent, right? I guess that's what I would say. That's what Xbox has to do. Be like, hey, the S, it's just not powerful enough. So, you know, the concession we make is either we don't get you the game at all or we get it to you the best way possible. Maybe don't charge as much. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, and I think the big thing is is that
2: people... Oh, Destiny. That's what I was thinking of. Oh. Two different versions, same game. Xbox 360 ver- uh, Xbox Yeah. One version, whatever that console in between was. 360 <laughs> yeah, one. 360 in the one next one? And then, yeah. yeah. In the one, yeah. So you knew, like, and I think there was $10 difference in the games, right? Yeah. So... so if you're aware that that's what you're buying I think it's okay but I mean I don't know I I I would like to think that if I bought a console nowadays walking into a Target or a Walmart that I could that I should be able to play every game yeah uh so I would have a gripe with that uh in that specific case I, I don't know
1: yeah I think my only and honestly, I genuinely don't think this is a big deal. Uh my only concern is like are like are they the same generation console?
0: Right. Oh, you know, right. And
1: and I think that's the thing of like, and also now that you have opened the door for this concession, what is the next concession? And at what point is it a big enough deal that you're like, whoa, 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 is this actually the same game anymore? Right. And I think only as time goes on, I think it's going to be harder. I think more and more requests for this stuff is going to happen, right? We've heard rumblings and rumors and blah, 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 blah in the past of developers being like, the S is a potato, right? Like it's holding back like what we're doing is making us not be able to do things. Yeah. And a lot of people have just written that off and been like, well, no, that's not, that can't be true. Like we turn on specs, like can run on tons of different PCs, but maybe just a little bit more of a potato than we thought it was. Doesn't mean it's bad. I love potatoes. I think they're delicious but maybe it is a bigger like a bigger hindrance than we actually thought it sure. was for some people so sure but like i said potatoes make delicious things all the time
2: is so. Baldur's gate coming out on the switch <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh but that's okay they have red dead redemption too now so or red dead redemption excuse me so they're they're good to go
2: how old is i game? 25 years old <laughs>
1: <laughs> final story don't have a lot to say about this uh because i'm so over this stuff but uh, Microsoft to sell off Activision cloud gaming rights to Ubisoft and bid for UK approval so soon you'll be able to play your favorite Activision game via Ubisoft via Xbox or something does business make any sense Josh
2: we just talked about board game publishers uh, I think it's just as crazy oh like, my gosh <laughs> I, I think well I don't want to get into it because this becomes a big pit that will open up but your people's opinions on Microsoft or Xbox aside, this thing has been stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's been such a waste of everyone's time, and it's yes. just a bunch of bitter politicians, yes, who don't know anything about what they're talking about. Correct, wanting to try to make deals for yep. what for what reason? I don't know. I don't even know anymore. That's the problem. Like <laughs> sure. I can't even say like what Microsoft is doing is good or bad because I don't know anymore. <laughs> All I know is they want Activision and Blizzard. And all this other stuff is happening yeah. <laughs> at the same time.
1: Well, see what they're gonna do. They're playing 3D chess, is what they're gonna do is they're gonna sell these off these rights off to Ubisoft. And yeah. then once this closes, they're just gonna buy Ubisoft.
2: And then you know what they should do, that. they should buy Sony and then rub it in the courts' faces. <laughs> Whose side are you on now? Now Sony's on our side.
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually I kinda I thought, man, it would have been so funny if they had if it had been Sony that they sold them to. That would have been hilarious. It would
2: be it would be a very <laughs> interesting world that we lived in. I don't know how it would have gone.
1: It's just so, it seems like like the worst solution. I don't like, I, again, I'm not smart. I don't know how to develop games. I don't run businesses. This just seems so dumb, but yeah. whatever. Fine. <sighs> Thanks, government.
2: We live in a world where, like, one of the trending things on Netflix is Amber uh, Heard versus that. Yeah. That's what the, our court system is like now. <laughs> yeah. And that is. <laughs> oh, i'm dying uh just scary so look forward to yeah. this movie coming out soon on hulu blizzgate <laughs> it's gonna two. happen
1: it's 100 percent gonna happen the story behind the most controversial acquisition in gaming history
2: starring bobby Kodak. <laughs> that's right oh that guy that guy
1: actually okay so this is gonna be a, we're running really long you want to yeah. hear something rather interesting i learned about executive compensation. Sure. Okay. So, obviously, there's a whole bunch of people, probably rightfully so, up in arms about executive compensation, how much body Kotick makes, how much yes. CEOs in general make. Do you know why they make so much?
2: Uh, no? Percentage-based salary? I'm not sure.
1: Kind of, yes. So, in the early 90s, uh, when Bill Clinton was the president... Um, they were looking at executive compensation and how fast it was outpacing the compensation of workers. And mm-hmm. they were like, this is a problem. You're, you're the compensation is growing too fast for executives. We need to rein in exact like the spending that and the pay that is happening to executives. Like this is just going way too fast. So what they did is they basically like made it so that like after a million dollars, the amount of taxes on executive compensation increased significantly okay well because business people are smart and they have a lot of lawyers who look at things they're like okay well we will and this is part of the reason why actual salaries of like folks is pretty low um so like okay well we'll pay our you know ceos a million dollars but then the rest of their compensation we're going to give them in stock options right and they're like oh wait wait that's not what we meant (laughs) but it's too late like, this decision had already been made, so as a result, then, CEOs realized that, like, hey, if I do well, if my companies make more money, I get compensated.
2: Isn't that, like, insider insider trading?
1: <laughs> but it really, I mean, in a lot no, of ways, it isn't, right? Like, because right,
2: you're not affecting your, the value. Right. Well, in, you in could, theory, though. Right. You went in out theory, on X and tweeted, X or Zed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. My company, this and that. Well, then, you, yeah, Elon Musk. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But like, so they, in, it, so really it is like performance-based pay ostensibly, right? Yeah. If I make our stocks go up, I get paid more. And that's why they make sure. so much money because with how much the stock market has grown since like 1994 to today, yeah, that's why executive compensation is out of control because of actually because of a law that was put in place to try to prevent this exact thing from happening.
2: Well, there you go. There you go.
1: <laughs> also. If you're Elon Musk,
0: Uh
1: like,
2: luckily I am not,
1: (laughs) you change the name of Twitter to X and this idea of tweeting, which is synonymous with like a thing that you do, you tweet things just like you Are you telling me tweeting isn't
2: going to catch on?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you just decide to get rid of it? That'd be like Google changing their name and being like, oh, we know people Google things, but we'd rather have them ease things.
2: What? What are you doing? but if you still type like, in google.com it will take you to the news site though so you're oh fine god i just <laughs> i can't
1: anyway sorry okay <sighs> off the soapbox any
2: questions Joshua, with listeners this month no no okay. questions people they stop We should
1: ask people for questions i suppose before we record that might make people actually no they should just know.
2: send your question and we'll forget to ask it in a month
1: <laughs> <laughs> so with that we'll move on to our recommendations for a well-rounded life obviously we're a gaming podcast believe it or not just despite that rant uh but we want to give you one recommendation suggestion or thing we're currently into that is helping us live that well rounded life josh what is your recommendation for folks this month
2: ah uh, yeah. so i i don't think that i have recommended this yet um but if you're a friend of mine i've certainly talked to you about it at some point uh So I listen to my music on Spotify now. It hasn't always been the case. I've been all like over with Pandora and all that kind of stuff, but Spotify is where we are now. And um, I started, uh, I don't listen to podcasts on it. I only listen to music. I use other apps for podcasts. So uh, I don't know, like a couple of months ago, I got a thing pop up. They were like in the beta stages of this. A.I. DJ Uh, uses an A.I. voice, but it can call you by your name. Whoa. And uh, it can tell you information on artists and stuff, but essentially it works like a radio. Your DJ comes on. They'll tell you usually like sometimes they'll tell you the day, like this is for Monday vibes or whatever. And it will go through different like blocks. And in a block might be three to six songs. And it will be themed about, like, sometimes it'll be like, hey, this is what you were listening to in high school. And it will pop on, like, Stabbing Westward and Filter. So I'm listening to older music I hadn't listened to before. And then it, and then it knows, like, what I like now because it looks at my likes so it can see, like, hey, Josh, for some reason, is really into, like, uh, alternative electric female singing rock bands. And then they'll play me a uh, selection of songs they think I would like based off of what I listened to before or from that same category, they'll do staff picks and uh, you can just listen. You can skip them if you want. Uh, what I've been finding is I'm just finding a bunch of new artists and just clicking like on that so I remember to go look them up um, and I've just like been discovering so much new music and listening to older music um like what's been coming up um uh, taproot and oh taproot Oleander comes up all the time and Collective Soul and Seven Dust is popping up and I'm not skipping them I'm like yeah and then like every once in a while like the third time uh Leonard Skinner comes up you can click the DJ button and it will just skip the whole grouping that it's on.
0: Okay. And just
2: move to the next grouping. So if I like see Leonard Skinner hit, I know based off of what they've been giving me, it's going to be followed by Kansas and then Credence Clearwater. And if I'm not in the mood, boom, I just tap that and move on to the next thing. Um it's been great. Except for the when it comes up pandemic years and everything is frozen soundtrack, frozen soundtrack, (laughs) frozen soundtrack. Because it was just like trying to entertain the child. Um, but I really enjoy it. Uh, you, it doesn't always, it does the DJ voice if you're listening on your phone, but if you're connecting it to like a Google Home, like I do, because it's still in the beta, it doesn't have the voice on certain things, but uh, it still plays whether you hear their recommendations or not. Uh, Gotcha. So check it out if you have Spotify. I really enjoy it. And you can just search, um, well, let me tell you how to, what it's under. It's under um, just DJ. If you just search DJ, that's the other group it comes up under. Awesome. So check it out.
1: Uh, Josh, would you say that uh, Spotify DJ is a poem to yourself? It helps you to listen to music? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. Uh, i guess okay. i wouldn't argue with that
1: i hadn't thought of taproot in a very <laughs> long time uh okay josh real briefly uh, off that before i move on to my recommendation uh what is your current uh band obsession or like the thing you're listening to the most right now
2: oh boy uh there's a, there's a band called feed the birds but it's b-i-i-r-d-s um that spotify dj likes to call them feed the beards and i was like oh maybe it is supposed to be pronounced that way <laughs> Um. But I, uh, they came up on a playlist at some point. I really, really liked what I heard. And then I discovered they also have an album out of Nirvana covers, which oh. really surprised me. Um, but I think the original music is very good. I like the singer. And it's just kind of, it's not wheelhouse of music like I'm listening to right now, which is kind of like um metric billy eilish um style like adult alternative so i like gotcha it. good band feed the birds and joy wave joy wave i also discovered uh for myself obviously i'm sure they're very well known <laughs> um on the same thing on the dj popped up uh uh joy wave who i really like now too awesome
1: very, very cool. I have job that done. I have been uh working very hard at like checking out new music much more regularly than I used to so
0: yeah good
1: that that is listed cool all right. my recommendation for a well rounded life is a documentary on h b o like speaking of like twitter changes you know h b o Ma- max whatever the max, crud that friend. thing is now <laughs> uh it is a documentary called b s high um, it is about Bishop Sycamore High School um, who played IMG Academy in a nationally televised high school football game on ESPN. Um, BS Bishop Sycamore lost like 57 to nothing. Uh, and then everyone found out that Bishop Sycamore High School didn't exist. Oh, <laughs> so, no. It's the story uh, about that, about that whole situation about Bishop Sycamore, uh, the person who runs it, the coach for the team, um, some of the players who were in that game, like all that good stuff. So it's really yeah. interesting. Um, uh, whether you like sports or don't like sports, uh, it's a it's a fascinating character study in this coach. Um, I highly recommend the documentary. Um, it it <laughs> it goes places. It goes some places. <laughs> uh, so if you are interested, um, a if you watched the game or heard about the game um are interested potentially in high school sports, the what we do to athletes, or what athletes sometimes are willing to do um to try to achieve their dreams, or also in the way that we regulate private schools in the in the United States, uh, maybe something you should check out. BS High <laughs> on Max, HBO, whatever in the world it's called, uh, you can watch it there. So Josh, what do you say we wrap this show up?
2: Let's do it. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. In addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Board with Fiji. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com. Oh, it's I still said Twitter. Uh facebook.com slash board with VG. So feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in the more long form, or you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to drop in that inbox at board with VG at gmail.com. Uh you can be bag buddies with Emerson Matsuchi. You can tell all your friends that I'm bag buddies with Emerson. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is whether you're downloading us from the Dice Tower Network feed or that beautiful Board of Video Games feed. Uh, you can find me on all the things. Ex- well, no, you can't. You can find me on threads <laughs> at baloney underscore borboni. Everywhere else, you can find me at why so serious. Kyle where can people find you
1: So you can find me at all the usual places For now (laughs) Uh, X, Instagram, Playstation Network Xbox Live, 4KB All at PsychoCross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S I'm likely going to be making some changes To my social media here in the near future (laughs) Uh, As always if you have suggestions for future topics Be sure to reach out to us on social media Because we want to talk about what you want to hear about And remember everyone Whether it be board games or video games Never stop gaming
0: Sounds like Rost. I just wanted to uh, send you a little message. I believe you've known each other for quite some time, but you've never met in person. Well, as an outsider, I understand that. But keep training. Keep focused on each other. Have each other's backs. And keep broadcasting that podcast. You're doing God's work. Alright guys, take care of yourselves, best of luck, Rost.